over the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I've been saying all week I've got an email from Barack Obama, and we haven't had a chance to get to it yet here, so maybe we will tonight. 800-259-9231. Of course, your calls are the primary element of the program. If you decide to make them tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Now, on this program, we talk a lot about uh, the movement that we are a part of. The three of us on the air tonight are all Free State Project participants. We made the move from our homes. Uh, Mark and myself came from Florida. Dale, you made the move from Georgia? Yeah. And uh, we've made the move, and others and hundreds of others have made the move here to New Hampshire in order to get together and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And it's been a, an amazing experience so far, and there's been plenty of political action that's been going on. And uh, and for me, what's most exciting is the civil disobedience and the non-cooperation and the media creation uh, that's going on here. It's happening at a level that is unprecedented for the the rest of the liberty movement. We are here in New Hampshire turning to the beacon of hope for the liberty movement. Uh, we've been told by people like Catherine Bleich from uh, the Liberty Restoration Project, that they look to New Hampshire. They look to the activists here uh, to attempt to emulate them where they are. Now, obviously, we'd rather have people just come here rather than try to do what we're doing where, where they are. But, uh, because it creates more synergy. But, yeah. you know, I understand why it is that people may not want to pick up and move. They may have businesses, family, jobs, things like that. But the more, the, the merrier. And this sure. has been a particularly busy week for uh, liberty activists in New Hampshire as the police have uh, made a number of arrests Starting on Saturday, arresting people at a 420 celebration in Nashua, making three arrests there. On Tuesday, arresting uh, another uh, one of our keen friends for, uh, over in Nashua at a 420 celebration there. Uh, we had Sovereign Curtis on the show last night. You can listen to that archive over at freetalklive.com. And last night, making two and a half more arrests. They almost arrested the third person. They detained him in handcuffs. That's So to me, that that feels a lot like an arrest. Uh, but they did arrest two people. One was charged with illegal wiretapping, even though he was recording absolutely nothing. And uh, the other person was charged with dis- their favorite disorderly conduct because she dared to videotape uh, some a scene, a, a pullover scene in, uh, in another little town in New Hampshire. So the uh, the arrests continue of free staters, and is it a coincidence? Is it just when it rains it pours? I don't know. Uh, we may get a chance to uh, to hear from some of them tonight to tell their story, but of course we'll keep you up to date here as we learn more about what is going on. So should we talk about Barack Obama's email here finally? Yeah, you've been uh, selling this for three nights. I have, and uh, we've just been so busy on the phones, we haven't gotten to it. 800-259-9231. It's, of course, about health care. For whatever reason, I got on their email list. Uh, the White House, I guess, has this campaign. They call it Organizing for America. And so they'll yeah, send... I didn't get that one, but I do get the change.org stuff, and I've actually done show prep from it. Yeah, uh, th- this one has been sent out recently quite a bit, trying to get people to make phone calls about uh, health care to their so-called representatives, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I've, call- I've, I've called and, uh, and, and written messages, yeah. And this is the one here. Uh, this is a healthcare that. Uh, this is the email that was written after uh, he signed the bill. So the the one immediately written after he signed the uh, the healthcare reform bill. We'll share that here in a little bit. You can go to your phone calls right now, though. Steve is listening in Florida to Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Steve. Hello, Ian Dale and Mark. Uh, you know, I really briefly, I just wanted to touch upon. Uh, I'd like to readdress what I talked about last night, and that is starting a business. Uh, just really quickly, 
because there's something really fascinating that I think you'd be interested in. Um, now, my business is I do boat repair, uh, and I, and doing boat report, repair is almost no different than doing, for example, appliance repair. I go to somebody's boat, they have this or that problem. It turns out that it's a motor burned up or a contact or not changing state or something like this, right? Mm-hmm. This is not considered a building trade. There's no licensure, as I mentioned last night. There's no test I have to take. There's no certification. There's no inspector that's ever going to come in and say, you did this job wrong, uh, pay this fine or tear it out or, or whatever. Um, so yesterday when I was calling about uh, the workman's comp exemption, I'm looking on their website and I have the guy on the phone. Now, if you're in a building trade to get the worker's comp exemption, it costs a certain amount of money. And if you're not in a building trade, it costs a certain amount of money that's less than the amount of money that it costs if you're in the building trade. So I'm talking to the guy who goes, well, you're in the building trade, so you know it's going to cost you this much money. I said, well, hold on, I'm not because I'm not, you know, regulated at all. I'm not considered a trade by the state. There's no licensing. Everything mm-hmm. I just told you guys. And the guy goes, well, here, let me read this email that I got. And he got some email from some bureaucrat in Washington or in, uh, in, in Tallahassee. And it says, blah, 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 blah. So for this purpose, uh, boat repair, boat work is considered uh, a building trade. And I said, so let me get this straight. I said, so in terms of licensure and things like this, Boat repair is not a building trade, but when it comes to you charging me more money, then it is a building trade. Is that, is that correct? And then he's the same guy that I told, you know, you, you people are basically trying to prevent people from being productive. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, so they'll just, they'll just uh, declare you whatever it is they uh, find most convenient to declare you. And I usually suppose. it's the most expensive one. Hey, Steve, thanks for the call. It's kind of an iffy phone connection. I, I, I let it go because it wasn't terrible, but... Anyway, thanks. 800, thank, thank you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So I was wondering earlier this week what it is about this health care bill. Like, what are the details? Because we've heard over the last year of all this back and forth uh, between the two sides of the same coin, the Republicans and Democrats, uh, bit, bickering about their uh, their legislation and th- Things have changed. Obviously, it's not the same bill that it was right. back it's then. A, There's added like another thousand pages. So I'm just wondering, what's in this thing? I mean, what is it that uh, it entails? So first, we'll read what Barack Obama has to say, and then we'll sh- uh, share with you something from U.S. News and World Report. They've got a little breakdown as well. And, of course, get your thoughts if you uh, feel like sharing them at 800-259-9231. Mark, did you want to say something? Else? Well, I was just uh, thinking that one of the most important parts about the health care bill is the people that passed it don't have to live by it. It's once again the, the situation. politicians. You yeah, mean. and it's they're not even going to make they're not even going to pretend in this case. Um, I mean, I think everybody understands that politicians don't live by the same set of rules that uh, that they they foist upon the rest of us. But even if um, they call those, you know, if the laws are murder or robbery or anything like that, they get away with it because well, they're politicians, they're important people. Mm. Um, however, in this case, they're just saying we have our health care and you people have yours. Us versus them. That's how it always is. So he actually starts with my name, Ian. I'm writing to you on a great day for America. This is Barack Obama right right. This is Barack Obama. This morning, I gathered with members of Congress, my administration, and hardworking volunteers from every part of the country to sign comprehensive health care reform into law. Thanks to the immeasurable efforts of... Reform doesn't necessarily mean good. Of so many, the dream of reform is now a reality. Yeah, the yeah, bill I just signed puts Americans in charge of our own health care. 
um, by enacting three key changes. But I don't, it's kind I don't. of a strange phraseology, isn't it? The bill I just signed puts Americans in charge of our own health care. Wouldn't it make more sense to say it puts you in charge of your own health care? Well, Why that, not? Would be, that would be untrue. Right. That That's, would be because they're collectivizing and exactly. not right. even having, don't even have any bones about it. So. There, there are Americans that are in charge of your health care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just <laughs> find that better kind of than foreigners doing it. It establishes the toughest pat- patient, not patent, patient protections in history. It guarantees all Americans. Uh, it, by the way, it did increase the patent protections on uh, on pharmaceuticals, meaning um, that uh, they get patented for longer periods for of time. For longer periods of time. Oh, oh great. there's, a, there's yep. a lot of money coming in from the drug companies. That it's the drug companies me. and the insurance companies <laughs> helped write this stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been stopped. So that means if the patents are longer on the drugs, that means it's longer before a generic version can come out and uh, be offered cheaper. That's correct. So meaning that poor people that need to get their hands on a particular medication will have one to choose from. Uh, you know, Yeah. Um, at, in some short period of time, though, um, this bill will have destroyed what remains of uh, sort of middle and lower class and even probably upper middle class uh, uh, health care. And it'll only be the upper class people to be able to get their own private insurance anyway. I would say, if not one, fewer and fewer over time choices of med- of medicine, I'm sure. Well, it is going to take them a long time to institute this, isn't it? Don't they have a multi-year plan out to 2019 or something I thought it was like 2013. That? 2013? I don't know. Maybe we'll get to that here. 800-259-9231. But, but Barack Obama's not done. He's he's pitching his, uh, his plan here, and uh, he's very happy about it. We'll see what he has to say and take your calls. 800-259-9231. It's going to be a healthcare utopia, isn't it? Well, maybe not. Free Talk Live, <laughs> 800-259-9231. This is your show to take control of if you make the call. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. What do you want by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI, toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. Oh, and, I didn't turn Dale's mic on. Sorry about that. Try again. And Dale is here also. Okay. <laughs> and Mark. Dale is here from anarchyinyourhead.com. We'll tell you more about that here in a little bit. 800-259-9231. Of course, freetalklive.com is the show website. We've got archives there, so if you've missed a moment, just click and download. They're right there on the front page. And they're completely free. In fact, in our podcast, it goes back to the very beginning of 2009. All free for you. Freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. And I can tell you some of the best in the world are coming here to New Hampshire, coming from all across the country and or indeed around the world and converging and getting active in ways that uh, heretofore has never happened in the history of the liberty movement. It's an exciting time. Head on over to freestateproject.org to learn more. Oh, uh, 800-259-9231. In fact, we've got uh, William on the line. We'll get back to Barack Obama. He can wait. You know, uh, We will uh, go to William in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. William William Kostrick, actually, by the way, for people that uh, may recall uh, last year, I believe it was last year when um, Obama was making an appearance at 
I think it was in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, some sort of public appearance. William, uh, you kind of uh, stirred things up, uh, a little bit of national press, including an interview on one of the shows on MSNBC, because you were open carrying within the vicinity of the president, or the man they call the president, uh, Barack Obama. uh, So you're back with us here, William. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and what an awesome plug that was for the Free State Project. You're you are absolutely right. It's amazing people are coming here and amazing things are happening. And, uh, I mean, that, that incident uh, in Portsmouth, it seems so far away. Just so many uh, things have happened since then. And, and uh, it, even, even Liberty Forum, which just passed, seems so, so far away. It's, it's just amazing. Things, things are happening so fast. Yep, there's a lot going on, and really the the best thing that could happen here is for you, our listener, if you care enough about liberty, if you understand freedom, the uh, the idea that in order to be free, you must allow others to be free. And if you get it, then come on up here and, and get active sooner rather than later. Don't wait until the Free State Project hits 20,000. Get here uh, as soon as you possibly can, because we really could... Uh, I mean, it's great having a few hundred people here, but it would be uh, really great having a few thousand people here. So uh, it will happen eventually, but you can make it happen sooner at freestateproject.org. So, William, what happened to you last Last night, uh, interesting. I was um, <clears throat> sitting at home, and a uh, friend came by and said, "Man, I just passed some other friends, and they look like they've been uh, stopped by the uh, weird police, and uh, maybe we should uh, uh, go see what's up." So we loaded up our cameras and, and drove down the road, and uh, we passed one of the uh, vehicles being towed on the way. And we arrived on scene and uh, began filming, and they were uh, quite. Um, hostile and uh, a little bit uh, belligerent right off the bat about the uh, the prospect of being filmed, and it turns out that uh, with uh, Carla had already been arrested apparently for the same thing. They just didn't like being filmed, and uh, yep. um, I think she was um, driving behind the original car that got pulled over and was just uh, filming from her vehicle, and they uh, went so far as to threaten to break the window. Wow! Um, if she didn't get out, and um, uh, they um, these people have lost her. their minds. It, it really does seem that way. I mean, they've, they've really, they're not even maintaining the pretense of being public servants anymore. It's always been a pretense. That's all it's been. But mm-hmm. they're not even trying to maintain the pretense anymore. They, I mean, they've just thrown, they've, they don't even seem to care about that. Yeah, no, no, no respect for their, for even for their own laws, you know, even for sure. their own rules. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, you, it, it's bad enough that, that the deck is, the deck is stacked and the rules are skewed, uh, but you can survive that. But, uh, you know, when when there's just no, no, I don't know, I don't know what to call it. There's just, it's like there's uh, not even a human decency. It's like children have an idea of fair play, and that seems lost on them. Well, they are, they've got the power, and it's gone to their heads, and uh, they feel like they're completely insulated from any sort of consequences, and odds are good that that's a true statement. You're, you're absolutely correct. You can see uh, throughout the entire booking process that... Uh, the, uh, the smugness and the arrogance that uh, they, they really felt they were uh, entirely impervious to anything. And so that's why I really appreciate everybody that showed up down there uh, today, uh, Ian and Sam and, and uh, everybody. Yeah, we had a good group of uh, was, good was, group of folks. They've probably never seen that before. This is a little town in New Hampshire called Weir, New Hampshire. Uh, actually, I think one of these is the Supreme Court, the, uh, the robed uh, men in uh, Washington, D.C. actually lives in that town. But uh, we were there, and they've probably never seen an activist turnout like that. But let's not get ahead of ourselves, William. You were okay. uh, showed up last night, and, and this is an interesting point, that you got the heads up. You were just at home doing whatever it was you were doing. You got the heads up that one of your uh, fellow activist friends was uh, was in trouble. You headed out from your house and drove how far? How far did you have to go to, to get there? Um, 
maybe 10 miles, not, so not more than 12. You dropped whatever it was you were doing. You headed out, grabbed your video camera, and uh, and head out the door and, and arrived on the scene. I mean, that's just something – that alone is just something that doesn't happen anywhere else in the country, at least not for, not that I know of, maybe in, a, maybe in a very select few places. But up here, it's a regular occurrence. I mean, just the other night, Dale, you made a call after our local Sunday get-together – Couple people had gotten pulled over as they were heading out from that, uh, heading out from that, and I was at home at that time that you made that call. I jumped in my car, got down there as quick as I could. The, the guy that was visiting, uh, there was a guy visiting up from from my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, and he was riding with me at the time. And we turned around as I was doing the port four one one. We turned around to go back and like do a cop watch, which the keen cops are used to. They just they don't even give a yeah. thought to us. They just you know let us sit there and film them and everything. Um, and presumably behave better, I guess. And uh, we're turning around, and you're already like coming down the street. Yeah. <laughs> and he was so impressed. He's like, "Oh my God, Ian is like, uh, you know, in his car in here before we even get turned around to come back." You know. Yeah, but I so, didn't make it in time because I guess he just got a quick warning and was like, "Go." So yeah. the cop was gone already. But nonetheless, I mean, just having people around, having people who care about freedom in the immediate vicinity. Uh, is just something that I've never experienced before I came up here to New Hampshire. So that aside, uh, William, you, you arrived on the scene. They'd already arrested your friend Carla. They'd put another guy in handcuffs. He, the, apparently he ended up not being arrested, uh, but they they certainly detained him, and it's, it felt like an arrest to him. Uh, what happened? Uh, well, he uh, had refused to let them search the vehicle, um, so um, they in, impounded the vehicle, I guess, until they could get a search warrant. Uh, to search it, um, they uh, make crap up. and they pulled him over for speeding, didn't they? Allegedly, pull him over yeah. for speeding. So that's yeah, so, so allegedly the uh, the pullover was for uh, for speeding, and things escalated from there. Right. So they pulled him over for speeding. He said he didn't want to let them search because, again, if they ask to search, it means they don't have any probable cause, and so therefore they decided to just steal the man's car and uh, take it and do whatever they wanted with it. It's crazy. Yeah, pretty and, pretty ridiculous. And, and so there's the there was another um, activist Mike who has a motorhome and he was pulled over for not changing lanes fast enough after a toll booth. Now that was in Kansas. We actually talked oh, to uh, we actually talked to Mike Barsky. I, I forgot about that, that earlier this week. He got pulled over twice within a two hour period in Kansas and had the same rigmarole done to him both times basically. And uh, we got into it last uh, last couple nights about that. <laughs> so you arrived on scene, William. Carla had already been arrested because she was there videotaping. They didn't like that. They charged her with so called disorderly conduct. You ended up getting arrested as well, and it was over a naughty word. I, if you can hang on with us, I'd like to uh, continue the discussion. Do you have time? I do. All right, we'll get back to the uh, the rest of your story here in a moment. 800-259-9231. Cops didn't like the uh, his mouth, so they arrested him and charged him with uh, illegal wiretapping without any evidence that he was actually recording anything. So that should be fun to uh, take to court. 800-259-9231. We'll uh, continue the rest of the story here in a moment. Take your calls as well. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them away. The bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts is there for you at bbs.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners, and it's free. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. If you've got existing foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, and late payments on your credit file, you need cleaningcredit.com, especially if you're going to be buying a house or a car anytime in the near future. Um, it'll help you increase, increase your credit scores by they'll, they'll help you dispute uh, derogatory credit on your credit uh, report. It's a law firm, the credit repair law firm chartered, and you won't believe what the, uh, what the rates are on a monthly basis. It's incredibly cheap um, to have them uh, help you to clean up your credit at cleaningcredit.com. 800-259-9231. All right, we continue here. William Kostrick is with us from New Hampshire. He is on the line telling us about a another group of arrests that has happened here within the last 24 hours. Last night, uh, some calls were coming into our activist hotline, uh, Pork 411, letting folks know what was going on. And essentially, some small-town cops had decided they didn't like video cameras very much. They uh, pulled somebody over for speeding, and they decided to threaten him. If because he didn't want them to search his car, so they just decided to steal his entire car from him, uh, impound it, and then which uh, can't be legal. Well, they'll do whatever they want. Understood. It's legal when they do it. Uh, so he they did that. She got arrested for videotaping the thing, and they didn't like that very much because cops and government bureaucrats hate video cameras. And then uh, William Kostrick showed up. Oh, I and you had a video camera too. Is that right, William? Correct. Um, by the time I showed up on scene. Um, uh, yeah, one of the cars was gone and somebody had been arrested and, uh, and, uh, we pulled into the parking lot. There was a school. They were, these folks were pulled over in front of the school mm-hmm. and we pulled into the school parking lot and I became video, uh, started videotaping from there and also had a, uh, port 411 go in there, uh, towards the end and, uh, props out to Michael Hampton. That's, that, that's just an awesome, awesome service. So, uh, I had that going on. Yeah. They just came over and, uh, uh, he came up with some, um, a uh, silly thing about uh, how I was violating his uh, right to privacy, and <laughs> I tried to explain to him that uh, on the job uh, on the well, record. Not only are not only are you a public servant, and uh, you know, and and open, this is public. You know, it's open government, open records, and uh, but aside from that, how can you claim to have a reasonable expectation of privacy in the middle of a parking lot yep. after you've already been informed that you're being recorded? You, you don't have a, a right to privacy in that in that situation, and uh, he. They, what happened is they started circling around behind me and uh, just started yelling that uh, uh, they, they kind of switched subjects from the videotaping to you're in a school parking lot, we're, asking, we're telling you to leave. If you don't leave, we're going to arrest you for trespassing or disorderly conduct or whatever nonsense. And that's, yeah, uh, that so is just, not... Just, just get out of here, basically. It's important to note that when they met, that supposedly is a lawful order. They believe, is, cops everywhere seem to believe, and this is this is their laws, I'm just going by their laws, they seem to believe they can order you to leave a public place at any time, and then if you don't, that's disobeying a lawful order is what they'll call it. Or that, trespassing. You know, and it's not a lawful order unless they have a, some sort of, they have, unless they have evidence, reasonable evidence that, to expect that you're going to commit a crime on that property. And disobeying the order is is obviously not the crime because you have to have expectation of committing a crime before they can issue 
a lawful order. So it's not a lawful order until there's expectation of a, a crime to be committed. That needs to be challenged in court. And uh, and that's something that happens a lot, just like the wiretapping, the abuse, the total misuse and application of the wiretapping laws to stop people from recording in public places. That's a, that's an excellent point, and, and it's one that I would have been happy to uh, to uh, challenge, but under the... Um under the circumstances, I was actually uh, trying not to get arrested because my goal was to continue filming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for for the other people who had been arrested to try to, uh, you know, be be concerned on on their behalf. So to that end, you and, went along uh, with their demands. I did. Uh, we we got in. They were insisting that we move the car, and we got in and moved the car um, out of the parking lot, a little down the block, and then I got out and started uh, reapproaching on foot uh, to continue video recording. And then by that time, they had uh, shuffled everybody into. You know, into their cars, and they were all driving away. Uh, so we just um, ended up uh, heading out of there and heading straight for the police station. Although on the way past, they did see fit to uh, shine their spotlights uh, in our faces um, as they're driving down the road. That's nice. So what happened well, at the police station? Awfully nice. Uh, when I got to the police station, uh, we went into the – well, at first I went around the side and uh, where I got uh, yelled at over there, go around the front, stay away from here. Yada, yada. So we went around the uh, front and went in the front. And I was getting ready to call uh, uh, Louie, um, getting, getting ready to, uh, you know, make some other phone calls and let some people know what was going on. And what happened is uh, the same police officer uh, came out the door uh, with a buddy and again launched into his tirade about me not recording. The thing is that I wasn't recording. I was trying to make a phone call, and I had my phone in one hand and a video camera in the other, which was turned off. Hmm. And uh, so he said, yada, yada, you can't uh, record in here. And I just continued with what I was doing because I wasn't, in fact, recording. And then um, he said, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? And I said, yeah, I understand English. And he said, well, yeah, but did you understand what I said? I said, I heard what you said. And then he got pretty hostile at that point and uh, kind of bellied up and said, get out of here. And I was, I was pretty surprised. I was like, what? He's like, get out of the police station. Like, I'm here to pick someone up. He's like, if you don't get out of the police station, we're going to arrest you for trespassing. Wow. I said, uh, trespassing okay, in a so, public place. so I yeah. just uh, stand outside the door? He's like, no, get off the property. Like, so I can stand on the sidewalk. He's like, yeah, go stand on the sidewalk. And uh, so they have double front doors, actually. And I was out the first door, and I was actually completely out the second door. The first door was completely closed. The second door was halfway closed, and uh, I swore. I mean, I was pretty upset about the situation. Absolutely. And, uh, this would be completely halfway, unreasonable. Half, halfway, yeah. I made it halfway uh, across the parking lot. And as I continued walking, I heard, the, I heard the doors open behind me, and they started yelling, uh, get down on the ground, you're under arrest. Because you need to put a yeah. man on the ground uh, that, that has clearly shown his ability to comply, you know, his, his willingness to comply with every stupid, illegal order that you give for cussing. You need to put him on the ground. You need to put a knee in his back. You need to uh, dirty his clothing for, you know, a charge that you know isn't going to stick. You know it's illegal. Right. And you know if the ACLU ca- came after you, it'd be a, it'd be a smear on your record. 
but you got to put them on the ground. They anyway. just want to see you get down. That's what they, they want to yeah, see you obey. That's all they are. They are they, petty little tyrants. They think that they they have they are this is it's, it's spectacularly retarded. They have not figured out yet that every time they do this, it escalates. Yep. It, it gets more people here. It gets well, more bad, negative attention on them, and it's 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 not it's doing the exact opposite of what they expect it to do. Apparently. These yucker dudes out in Weir, New Hampshire, are going to figure it out, and they're going to figure it out this week. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, I, I, I think it's I think, it's going to get to the point. It's getting to the point where, like, you know, the, like Nashua still seemed kind of not in tune with what happens when they do this. It could take them. And a they're little learning. Long. They learn. They're learning pretty quick. They're getting it. Uh, you know, Keen figured it out. Like they're one of the first ones to figure it out. Manchester's figuring it out. It's getting the word's getting out there. I mean, I think it's getting to the point where it's gonna it's gonna become sort of common knowledge that in New Hampshire this sort of behavior is not going to have the normal results that they're used to expecting, which Wait is to intimidate. Start- people out of out of out of out of uh, standing up for their rights. Wait till we have enough people to where we can start backing up regular New Hampshireites who are not uh, necessarily of the activist community. I just had a phone call uh, today that I spent some time with a local uh, Keniac who'd never heard of us before, but somebody told him about us because the police had been harassing him over and over again. And I said, "Come on out, join us, you know, online on the the Free Keen Forum, and come on out, meet us in person, and we'll do whatever we can to uh, to help out." So, uh, William, you were ordered onto the ground uh, as you were walking away, as they had asked, uh, you know, demanded that you do, you were complying with their arbitrary order, and that wasn't good enough because you uh, you swore on the way out the door. So you, they ordered you on the ground. What happened then? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, I uh, offended their uh, sensibilities, um, which is uh, you know I'm not really sure was possible, but apparently it is. So Didn't they say they something go, like and, you uh, can't talk like that or something? Yeah. What happened is, uh, yeah, he said, um, you know, blah blah blah. You're under arrest, and then he said, uh, you know, turn around or I'm going to tase you. Oh my gosh! We'll get to. Can can you hang on for one more segment? Sure. All right. More with William Kostrick in a moment. We'll continue his story. The taser comes out next. It's Free Talk Live. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's SACL CAI toll-free line 800-259-9231. Record a cop, get a tase. At least that's the way it sounds like. We'll uh, continue the rest of the story here in a moment with William Kostrick. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's Amazon, the world's largest internet retailer. They sell just about anything you can think of in dozens of categories, even used items. If you start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever you do today, don't go to BigHeadPress.com slash EFT, because Escape from Terra is not safe for work. And it hasn't been, well, for the last three or four days. It's uh and, and and as a second warning, don't go to bigheadpress.com slash EFT for escape from Terra. Not safe for work. Whatever you do, 
right. Uh, we're back with William Kostrick. He is uh, on the line. Last night responded to a call for assistance by other liberty activists up here in New Hampshire. Of course, people up here, we've got the Pork 411 service. You can actually go to porcupine411.com and you can set up a Pork 411 for your own area. So it's not just something that is restricted to New Hampshire anymore. Other places around the country uh, with a fair amount of activists could have their own Pork 411 service. Anyway, a call came out. Uh, you went out because it was in your area, William. You showed up. Uh, a couple of arrests had already been made for a bunch of uh, nonsense. And uh, one of them was arrested. Uh, one lady was arrested. Carla was arrested for uh, ha- having a video camera. Basically, they charged her with disorderly conduct. Then, after you went back to the police station, were ordered to leave the police station, uh, even though you were there waiting to get your friend out. Uh, they demanded that you leave the lobby because they didn't like the fact that you had a video camera in your hand, even though you weren't actually recording with it. Uh, they I- kicked you out as you were walking across the parking lot. They decided to follow you out into the parking lot and told you to get on the ground because you're going to be arrested that they were offended that you said a, uh, a a naughty word some sort of profanity as you walked out the door obviously very frustrated by the the absurdity and the the power ludicrousness of these power seekers uh these uh power addicts and so that's when they threatened you with a taser go ahead and pick up the story from there uh well that's uh that's getting towards the end of it uh, i turned i turned around and sure enough he had his uh taser pointed squarely at my chest and uh kept kept walking forward until it was about three inches away from my body. I don't know if that's a proper procedure, or uh, I guess now you can use them as an actual stun gun without having to fire them. So I don't know what his uh, thought process there was. But uh, anyways, you know, I said, uh, (laughs) arrested for what? And um, he said, well, you can't talk like that. And I said, what do you mean there's a law against profanity? And he immediately, as soon as I said that, I, I mean, it must have just made way too much sense. Because he immediately changed his story to, uh, well, you didn't leave when we asked you to. And, and then I was like, well, but I'm out in the parking lot halfway to the sidewalk. He's like, but we had to ask you three times. Well, but I was just clarifying my position, how far I had to go. And, uh, of course, uh, needless to say, logic did not prevail. So, and, so he's going to uh, shoot so you. He's going to shoot you with the taser for not leaving the police station out in the parking lot of the police station. That ought right. to go well. Right, is... and then and then they they don't charge me with any of that. They charge me with uh, <laughs> uh, uh, wiretapping, illegal wiretapping, and uh, I don't know. He, he he looked like he got hit in the head with a tomato when I said I I didn't see any wires out there. I don't know. No, uh, you know how could I be wiretapping? It was no. When they I mean, they're obviously just making know. up charges as they go here. That much is really clear. They just they just want to get you because they don't like you. It's really patently obvious. Mm-hmm. And this is what gets right. me. There will be you can go to court. You'll 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 probably actually you know it sounds to me like it should be like slam dunk. You should be found innocent. It's really hard to say for sure these days because I've, seen, won't even go to I've court. seen I've seen some amazing uh, you know BS out there. But uh, you know even sure. if you go to court, it's slam dunk. You're found innocent. What are the repercussions to them? Nothing. That's the problem. They they obviously well, are 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 doing are are violating your rights beyond comprehension, and there will be no repercussions to them for it. The the, the real repercussions were today when everyone showed up in their lobby and. Uh, um, I can tell you by the by the smugness and arrogance that they showed during the booking process uh, when I mentioned to them that such a thing was a possibility that um, they either didn't believe me at all or felt at that time like it wasn't any threat. But uh, boy, they sure changed their tune uh, when we showed up today with a with a half dozen cameras. Yeah, they didn't arrest anybody for having cameras in their lobby today. It was very strange. In fact, must have been a big deal last night, though. 
they only yeah, they, well, see, they were going to do it night. when they can intimidate one lone person. They were going to do exactly. it. Exactly. I take yeah. it this means, William, you will not be uh, pleading guilty? Uh, absolutely not. All right, great. Well, uh, keep us in the loop, will you, and let us know what happens with the with the case. I imagine they're going to drop the charges because, I mean, they if they're going to look at your videotape because they stole your camera. This is the other point that no, I don't think was mentioned. Uh, the cameras were stolen. So yeah. a right, Carla's right, camera right, was stolen. Yours was stolen. Correct. And uh, they refused to um, even issue a uh, receipt or a ticket or any paperwork uh, stating that uh, they had kept uh, the, the two pieces of property. So, and, and this is what gets uh, me. Have, if have, I under- We have nothing to show. That uh, that we ever had had such a thing. It, this is what gets me. If I understand, if I understood the the 411 that went out correctly, Bill put out a port 411. They would not. You said, well, what's the policy? What's your policy when you confiscate <laughs> people's uh, property? We're saying confiscate. Right. That's a nice word for stealing. They confiscate right. your property. What's your policy? Are you required? To, is there no, you know, can we see the, no, you can't see the policy. And the, right. the, what got you me know, about we, this we, is we that. We don't show people our policies. We know that they're not public servants. That's that's a big it's ruse. Clear. We know that. Not everybody knows that. But what blows my mind is that they don't even seem to be trying to maintain the ruse at this point. They're not even, right. they don't even care if people realize that they are clearly not public servants, never have been, yeah, they know and they're not paying. about to start to be. They know you'll keep paying the property taxes. What do they care? Right. They don't have to provide provide service to the public. The public's forced well, to pay for their dumb yuckerdo well, butts out there well, breaking well, the law every night. And and I think that they're aware that at this point that everyone is just intimidated into submission. No one, everyone knows it's futile to complain. It's futile to try to sue them. It's that they look after their own. People are aware of this. It seems like there's nothing that can be done about it. And that and the vast majority of the public has just been intimidated and terrified into submission. And that's how police keep control. There's not there's the image of the peace officer is long dead. I don't know if it ever was alive. I mean, it's a it's something that's before my generation. That's for sure. Uh, It's this legend of the peace officer that sounds really nice. But but uh, that's long dead. and, 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 And for a very, very long time now, police that the the whole notion of trying to maintain presumably maintain order with respect and with you know that the, they're you know public servants and getting people to respect them and see them as as heroes is gone and it's just scare everyone J- look just intimidate and scare everyone if you saw the if you saw that the the 13 police cars that showed up at nashua on saturday then you would know and the way that cop came out of his truck presumably holding his dog back like it was going to get loose at any moment and go after mm-hmm. people. It was in the way he whipped up. He pulled up speeding and slammed on his brakes. It was totally uncalled for. But it was all about a huge intimidation tactic to terrify everyone, to keep people under control with fear. It's very, it's very, very, very true. I'll tell you one, one last quick story. One of the, uh, the gentlemen that seemed so unconcerned uh, last night about uh, possibly being on camera, in fact, said to me, oh, I'm on TV all the time. Boy, you should have seen him scurry under the rock today. He ran from the cameras this morning. And, you know, uh, last night he was bragging to me uh, while I was in lockup, uh, questioning, uh, you know, the amount of bond and the amount of bail and, and the amount of, you know, the, the state of the economy and the property taxes that people have to pay. He bragged to me that he made $150,000 last year and got a 3% raise. Wow. He was very yeah. proud of that. Yeah. Uh, you very know, and. <laughs> 
And while the rest of America is atrophying, these government bureaucrats that you have to pay or or lose your home or go to jail, they get raises time after time. They get the big bucks, and you know pretty soon it's going to be essentially the the knights versus the serfs. William, one other thing. Uh, what about the allegations about the cops uh, using cocaine? Can you speak to that? I cannot speak to that in in any. Um, uh, with any amount of accuracy, so I know I wouldn't want to spread any rumors that are unsubstantiated. I heard that, uh, and maybe we can get Carla on. I, I know she's really tired, which is why I didn't ask her to come on tonight. Uh, but the other, the lady that was arrested with you uh, alleged, from what I heard, this is rumors, hearsay, that uh, one of the cops came out from whatever room he was in and had a little something underneath his nose, and she pointed it out to him, and he wiped it away quickly. So um, it, it it wouldn't surprise me. They did seem pretty amped up and adrenalized, but who knows? Uh, they they could just be adrenaline junkies normally, or I'm sure they are. Uh, well, know, that, steroids or something else. That's what Barry Cooper said when he was a cop. That there was he was absolutely an adrenaline junkie when he was about to do a raid on a house, you know, for a pot raid. Then he would he was psyched. He was like, yeah, he gets the adrenaline rush, and it's addictive. Well, he'd leave a suspect with his uh, cuffs undone for the hopes that the suspect would get up and run, so he'd have the opportunity to go tackle him and beat him. Hey, uh, William, thanks for taking the time to share your story with us tonight. Uh, I really appreciate hearing from you, as always. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks again for coming out today. Good night, too. No problem night. at all. 800-259-9231. That's right. I went out today with uh, Sam and, um, and some others and got threatened by the police for standing in the parking lot. Uh, more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hour two's on the way. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. second hour of the program, you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we continue here, we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want, starting things out with Brad in Tennessee. Brad, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Brad, what's on your mind? Well, first off, uh, I would like to uh, apologize for falling off the face of the planet for a little while. Brad, are you in uh, Tennessee? Yeah, I'm actually in Tennessee right now, yeah. Brad Jardis. <laughs> yes. Oh, that Brad. Oh, we, <laughs> yes. We've now I you. recognize the voice. And I just you. wasn't thinking about it. Brad, we've missed you so much. I'm glad you're okay. Well, I've just gone through the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life, and uh after nine years of, uh, of taking uh, medication for anxiety and depression, you know, you name it, you go to a doctor, they want you to take everything. I stopped taking it, um, you know, because I've left my 
profession. And let me let me tell you, after hearing, I haven't I haven't listened to your show for about a month, and uh, you know, as a loyal listener, I'm sorry. Um, but after hearing all these stories about stuff that's going on in New Hampshire, I can tell you that my soul feels a lot better um, since I'm not a part of that system anymore. <laughs> and um, I, I'd like to call in sometime soon and talk about um, medication that's given to people who have anxiety problems. But the reason why I called today is I am absolutely furious about the way people in New Hampshire were treated and I'm absolutely furious about the way Mike Barsky was treated, and I'd like to talk about those things, if that's all right. Please do. Sure, sure. You're referring to uh, – do you want to recap uh, for our listeners yeah, yeah. that are just tuning I'll, in I'll, what you're referring to? I'll, I'll recap. Um, Mike Barsky, uh, a gentleman who's a Free State Project mover, he was pulled over, I believe, in Kansas twice, and he was shaken down by the police. And the way they did it was they, they stopped him, um, they, they gave him a warning, and then at the end of the, the vehicle stop they said – um, okay, you're free to go. Uh, by the way, uh, and then, you know, do you have anything in your car you're not supposed to have? Do you mind if I search this, that, and the other thing? And, yeah, by the um, way, can I, I ask you a few questions is what the, they started yeah, with. Yeah, can I ask you a few questions? And um, the debate was had, and uh, Ian, you and Mark had opposing, opposing views. Ian, your view was that at that point you should just drive away, and Mark's view was that you should uh, try to be a little bit more diplomatic. I think you can diplomatically say, I'd like to get on my way, actually, yeah. but thank you. Well, Barry Cooper I, I have... backed me up. Uh, Barry yeah, it Cooper's... looks that way. It looks like I probably, my advice, it was probably not the best. Barry Cooper said I, I... that he did this when he was a cop. He would try this uh, this approach of, uh, can you I ask you a few to. questions? You, uh, you have to use this approach, and let me tell you why. And, and Ian, you're absolutely correct in this situation. Um, and, and certainly, Mark, um, being diplomatic is important sometimes, um, but let me tell you why you're right, Ian. Um, Consent, in order to waive your, uh, your, your rights under the state and federal constitution, the consent has to be given freely and voluntarily. And in the police academy, they, you know, we're specifically trained that as long as you're holding the license um, or the documents of the person who you have pulled over, they can't give consent freely and voluntarily because they're still being detained. So mm-hmm. what we are trained to do specifically is to give people their warning or their ticket and then and say, you're free to go. Oh, and by the way, uh, you know, can I ask you some questions? At this point, it is my advice that you just drive off because nothing good ever comes from talking to the police, okay. ever. Thank you. Okay. I, but now ever. if you just and, drove and, off like that, would they not – do you not think a, a policeman would pull you over again or something? Are you suspicious? They, or? You say, thank you. I've had a, thank you. I'll have a nice th- – thank you. Good, uh, goodbye. I appreciate that. Have a nice day. I, I think I'd, I'd say something polite like, uh, thank you, but I'd like to get on my way. Right. And then I'd right. start I really away. have – you know, uh, normally I would, officer, but I really have to go. Got somewhere to be. Yeah. Well, if they pull you over again – um, because they're pissed off, you'd instantly have a lawsuit because that would be a, a, a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. And um, I, I th- you know, I, I know when you deal with the police, it's uh, you know, it's easy to say one thing, especially for a guy like Barsky who uh, who does the pimp my act, your activism thing, and he talks about specifically ways to interact with the police. And I know, I mean, police are trained to be intimidating and, and, and trained to. Uh, trained to catch people off guard, and, 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 you know, there's, in my opinion, there's no such thing as voluntary consent on the side of the road when you have a, you have a police officer who pulls somebody over. And like Barry Cooper, I tricked people into giving up their constitutional rights all the time, and it's just disgusting. And honestly, I'm disgusted by the crap that I did when I was a cop for 11 years. And the number one thing of advice I can tell anyone is just never speak to the police under any circumstance unless 
you go to them, or um, if uh, you know you're you're looking for some sort of service from them, like you you uh, you went to go to the police station to check on a friend, anything you say to the police, uh, it, it, the whole point of police asking questions on a car stop is to get evidence against you. That's right. And to ultimately ultimately try to search a car to find freaking drugs. It's a fishing expedition. That's all it is. And if you, you know, it sounds to me like the search of Barsky's car was illegal because um, the, the search exception to the uh, search warrant um, was struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court recently. And, and that exception to the warrant requirement was that because a vehicle is mobile and can leave, uh, can leave the area quickly, that you don't need to get a search warrant to search it. And that was struck down by a case in Arizona, and uh, New Hampshire had that struck down many years ago in a case called Sterndale, in that um, until the Arizona case went through lots of other states, if, if they, the police had probable cause, you had something in your car, they could search your car without a warrant. But now the police do need a warrant, so I guarantee you that because Barsky didn't consent to it, that it was an illegal search. And um, if he had just driven away, and again, it's easy to uh, Monday morning quarterback someone, but, I mean, I think it would be funny. Like, the cops starts talking, you just roll the window up, and you drive off. There's absolutely nothing the police can lawfully do. Now, Brad, um, in this situation today, uh, it was last night in, in New Hampshire, they, um, the, the activists said that they told the police officer that they may not search the vehicle, and the police officers towed the vehicle as a result. What is the legality of that? That is legal so long as the police have probable cause to apply for a warrant. Um, they pulled him over because, for speeding. Well, it, it, they, they pulled him over for speeding, but he could have had Visine lying around. He could have had rolling papers lying around. It could have smelled Visine like marijuana. Visine is probable cause? Um, it, he could have said something that got him in trouble. Which is, I had a cop. Uh, we, were, we were four guys in a car, and uh, we had a cop pull over, and he... We were not. We had not been smoking anything. There was nothing in the car. There was nothing illegal in the car. We had not been smoking. Uh, he said he leaned over like three feet away from the car and said, "What's that smell?" <laughs> like it was like like he was reading a line off of a script. There was That's nothing is, to Bill. smell. That's all it is. And then he's cops got probable do, cause cops, to search. Cops do that all the time because it's what's that smell? It, oh, that's marijuana. I was just smoking it. And you would not believe how many people actually say that. Because they're intimidated or they think that if they're kind to the police, that the police will go easy on them. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and, I think that he was – at that point, I don't even think it mattered what, he, what we said. He had just said something that validated his uh, right to search, and, it did, and he didn't find anything. And then he was like he, sort of fumbling and going, well, if uh, when your back window is foggy, that means you might be drinking. I kid you not. That's what he said. That's my, what he said. My, my advice to everybody is unless you're pulled over for speeding and you want to try to be nice to try to get out of a ticket, because if you take this approach, you're, you're probably going to get a ticket because the cop's not going to like you, but it's just to not say a word. If you've been drinking, roll the window down like the, just enough to put your license or registration through it, mm-hmm. and don't say anything to the police. In a lot of states, um, you are required to sign your name if, uh, if the police ask, so listen for that. But don't get out of the car. Don't say anything. Don't let them smell your breath. Don't interact with them because all I was trained to do was to look for violations and arrest people. And it's all, cops are all adrenaline junkies, and cops all want to up their stats. They want to have more arrests. And all it is is it's constantly screwing people over. And, it, and just hearing what happened at, in Nashua and, and Weir. Oh, my the God. Way these, Did you see the, the video these, from, that, from uh, Nashua? 
No, I, I, I haven't. Oh, get when um, you get a chance, get over to freekeen.com or go to obscuretruth.com. Sam's got an incredible uh, video up of what happened on Saturday. 13 police cars, we counted 20 them. cops or something like that, a police something dog. Like I mean, it was crazy. It's, so It's not against the law to swear in front of the police. In fact, you could walk up to a police officer and tell him to go F himself, and that's completely legal. Brad, the thing that would make it... Let's, I was just going to say, let's definitely have you back and talk about the, the medication issues. And I, I'm glad you're all right, and uh, we're glad to hear from you, and glad you're all right out there, and we love you, man. Thank you so much tonight for calling in. 800-259-9231. Brad just disappeared off the face of the earth there for uh, for a few weeks as yeah. uh, had some issues, which it sounds like he's willing to talk about, hopefully, in the future. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 800 259 92.31, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Also, don't forget to visit Dale on his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. Lots of great cartoons, hundreds of them there for you, uh, with uh, usually liberty-oriented themes and fun stuff. Also, you can uh, read some of Dale's essays and his thoughts over at anarchyinyourhead.com. Dot com. As we continue taking your phone calls about what you want, let's go to Josh in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live, Josh. Hello there. Josh in Pennsylvania going once. Josh going twice. He's gone. 800-259-9231. But Josh did want to talk about health care, and that's good because we were actually going to get back to that topic here. I got an email from Barack Obama uh, the day that the health care reform legislation passed. And he's kind of say, he's pitching it. He's letting us know how wonderful life is going to be now that the federal government has passed this uh, this legislation. So let me continue with his vision here for uh, for what's going to change. So he says that uh, this legislation guarantees all Americans affordable health insurance options, extending coverage to 32 million who are currently uninsured, and reduces the cost of care cutting over $1 trillion from the federal deficit over the next two decades. <laughs> Reduces the cost of care, cutting it from the federal deficit. Is that to say that uh, they haven't been able to control the cost of care with Medicare at this point, uh, spending what I've heard is as high as 65% uh, of the uh, 65 cents on every health care dollar that's spent in the United States. And I'm sure people can fiddle with these numbers. I've heard 50%, I've heard 65 whatever. But at this point, the federal government hasn't been able to control the cost of health care when they spend a majority of the health care dollars in this country, but they're going to be once they can control... Well, they don't control anymore. They just require people to have insurance. Well, I don't know where that comes from. He it's doesn't just explain a, himself. It, requiring <laughs> people to have insurance, they believe that's going to reduce the cost of health care. These are the same people no that, evidence for that. That, that you know create jobs that no one fills and then call it a new job. And, you know, th- this is... This is government math well, this as, isn't real math as john stossel has pointed out who by the way has a great new uh, tv show called uh, stossel uh, stossel on the fox business network as he's pointed out 
the fact that people have insurance actually contributes to higher health care costs. I mean, not even yeah. factoring in the government, all of its regulations and controls and all of the, the stuff that it does to increase costs. But the fact that people aren't actually having to ask, well, what is X? What does that treatment cost me? People because people don't make it those raises inquiries, demand. I mean, of course, it raises costs. It, uh, it well, because it makes all it of a sudden, so that, you, you know, you can it's, it's like if someone else is paying for it, like, I'm just going to go, you know, if there's a. A pile of food over there, and you know someone else is going to pay for it. You just go and take some. Yeah, well, and there's not only is there, uh, you know, an increased demand because people are going to buy services they might not otherwise need, but in addition to that, the demand that is there isn't your normal kind of level of market demand. Whereas if I'm looking for a product in the marketplace, I want to know what it costs so I can get the best deal from the best vendor. Whereas if I don't care, because I've got insurance, I'll just go with whoever. I'll just go with whoever will take me, and then they'll just charge whatever they're going to charge to the insurance company. I don't have to worry about that. So therefore, costs just go up and up and up. It's been because, happening already quite a lot, and this is just going to make it worse. Exactly, because more people will be mandated to have insurance from these big monolithic insurance providers, which, of course, the government regulations prevent people from getting into the insurance business. So it's really just become a good old boys network of just a few corporations that are out there offering this. And, of course, there's uh, there's more. We'll get to that here. Uh, from Barack Obama, he says, To ensure a successful, stable transition, many of these changes will phase into full effect over the next several years. But for millions of Americans, many of the benefits of the reform will, be, uh, reform will begin this year, some even taking effect this afternoon. Here are just a few examples. Small businesses will receive significant tax cuts this year to help them afford health coverage for all their employees. Seniors will receive a rebate to reduce drug costs and not yet covered under Medicare. Young people will be allowed coverage under their parents' plan until the age of 26 because, well, we know that the government thinks that young people are actually children until their mid-20s. That's, <laughs> They're that's, pushing that farther and farther. Yeah, right. It's, it's going to be 30 before long. As they continue to make it harder and harder for you to make a living, yes, young people are going to continue to, to, be, to act like young people uh, longer and longer in life. Early retirees will help receive uh, will receive help to reduce premium costs. Children will be protected against discrimination on the basis of medical history. Uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions can join special a special high-risk pool to get the coverage they need starting in just 90 days. Insured Americans, which means now uh, that uh, essentially you don't have to have health care because you could just get into one of these high-risk pools and you're you're straight. You don't have to have uh, some kind of insurance. And why bother getting it? You mean you could just buy it that right there, spot on? Why not? Insured I don't Americans know if we've quite gotten to that point, but that's what it sounds like to me. Will be protected from seeing their insurance revoked when they get sick or facing restrictive annual limits on the care that they receive. And so basically what they're doing is they're making it so people who have pre-existing conditions can get the uh, the health insurance from these companies and that if you get sick while you're being covered that you can't be dropped which is going to increase uh, premiums it's, gonna, it's going to increase yeah. rates everyone else is going to have to shoulder that burden now so if you're healthy and want health insurance you're going to have to pay for all the people who are not healthy and didn't plan ahead you're, you're going to have to shoulder the burden for the irresponsible people now so it's going to you know it's that much less of a reason for a healthy person to go and get insurance now it's going to cost so much more it's it's not that I'm against people who are sick getting health care. I, I, I'm all in favor of people that need help getting help. But the, the, the things we've been talking about here, these uh, factors that increase costs, the fact that they are insured and therefore don't have to shop around, uh, will increase costs. If you had an organization like the Shriners who are known for doing their burn care, for instance, for children. you got an organization, some sort of private charitable organization that's helping people out. The charity 
doesn't have an unlimited supply of funds like the government does. And so it has to shop around. It has to be careful to make the right purchases to make sure that they're able to to meet their budgets and, and things like that. So I'd much rather have people that need assistance being taken care of, but being taken care of on a voluntary basis where it won't just are just increase the costs of care for absolutely everybody else. If, if that, that is the common straw man, too, isn't it? If you don't approve of the solution, then you don't accept that there's a problem. And that's, the, that's a common straw man, that if I don't want the government solution, that I don't care, which is ridiculous. Right. I, don't think the, I think the government is, makes problems worse. So I do care. I don't want the government to solve it. Right. If I want people to have the best health care, if I want sick people to get the best treatment, then I have to want the government to get out because the government makes things worse. The government doesn't help uh, people in aggregate. It only appears to help certain people while it's robbing and stealing from and forcing other people into compliance with its arbitrary diktats and its programs in order to create... And driving up the cost of all of it by adding layer after layer after layer of bureaucracy. And I think that, uh, you know, for me, I found the best one was what the Impossible Solution. I think it was ImpossibleSolution.com. I'll have to look it up and I'll let you know in just a second. But... um, you know, they they said that basically, if the government hadn't gotten into it, they laid out uh, you know what things cost back in the 50s when the government wasn't involved in healthcare at all, and then transferred those into real dollars. And one would assume that actually the costs would have gone down, but let's just say they remain the same. Then giving birth to a, a child in a hospital would have been 500 bucks. He says finally in his uh, email here, all Americans will benefit from significant new investments to train primary care doctors, nurses, and public health professionals, and the creation of state-level consumer assistance programs to help all patients understand and defend our new rights. So the government's going to make investments? Well, isn't an investment normally something that you do when you can have the potential loss and you do with your own money? I don't. I, I can't stand it when government people use the word investment. We're coming up. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line tonight. It is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include our webcam. You can go and get interactive with our listeners there because there's also a chat room on the same page. So webcam and chat together at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam. .freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. Use code FTL at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. That's FTL at HostGator.com. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We go to Dave listening in Montana. Dave, you're on Free Talk hey. Live. Hey, Hello. Yo. Hey, Dave. Howdy. Hey, I called up about the $32 million that that aren't insured. 
I bet you at least half of them are people like me that don't believe in insurance, don't yeah. want insurance, think insurance is the legalized mafia, the insurance is the problem, why we're here, where we're at. And it's just BS, the whole deal. And, and uh, Well, they, they just presume their product it. is so great that everybody must want insurance. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It, and then they're going to put me, find me if I don't buy their product. And That's then right. they're going to make profit off of me. That's like, why don't they just put a bullet in my head, you know, they, you know, and force me, you know, put a gun to my head. Oh, they will. If, it, well, if you let gonna, it go you know, far enough, they'll put a gun to your head. The fine was going to be five years in jail and $250,000. That's their mindset. That's like civilized execution. Because if you fine me $250,000, I only make like 24000 you know. That, that would ruin me, you know. They might as yep. well just shoot me, you know. Well, get all your money out of the banks. And and the, and and then I'm supposed to feel good they're doing this to me, and they don't understand why people are getting pissed. This is this is bull, baloney. Yeah, baloney. <laughs> Did you catch yourself and, and it's there? Just crazy. <laughs> this, and this guy thinks he's doing something good for America. It's craziness. They should take all of this money and start buying the the little doohickeys and gadgets that the doctors needs because the doctors ain't nothing without their technology. Well, the doctors can make their own purchases in the absence of all this government regulation and these government controls. Machines are are millions of dollars. They would be cheaper, however. Every time they use one of them machines, they make a profit off of it, and that's the problem Well, I disagree with you there. There's nothing wrong with people making a profit for providing good service and good uh, product. Well, no, the machine that, that, that does the diagnosis, the machine that shoots the the ray through you and all of that. Mm-hmm. These these machines are privately owned and are that's okay. Every time somebody uses it, they get a they get charged well, for using it by two grand. Well, they're expensive. Well, no. The machines are well, expensive, no, and the now, reason, Dave, they're so expensive is because of the government's regulations that make it prohibitively difficult to get into well, the medical if the uh, market. The government's going to spend a trillion dollars in the next ten years on insurance. Money better spent would be buying these machines, no. putting up clinics, and 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 helping out people that want to be doctors, be doctors. You don't mean the through the government, right? System, you don't mean the government doing those things, do you? Well, they're going to be buying me insurance. I'd rather them help doctors See, get the problem is college, Dale, the, so there's Dave, more doctors. That's the problem how you is, fix this problem. Dave, more doctors, more machines. We can't get more doctors until they reduce the regulations, and you can't get more machines until they reduce the regulations no, on the, the regula- industry. No, the cost of education, too. You know, that, they, again, they because they... They, they, they took that over, too. Dave, the reason the why it's so expensive... And there's Dave. all kinds of people that could take burden off of doctors, but they let more nurses do more things right. that, are, that right. we don't need doctors for. There's all kinds of things that have to do with reducing They're regulations. Doing the wrong thing. That's true, but Dave, your suggestions aren't going to to make things better because as long as the government's in charge, it'll always be the wrong thing. Until you can get the government out, that's the only time you'll have the uh, the free mar- a true free market in medicine. Well, we I don't, don't have think that that's now. That's ever going to happen. But well, I'm saying maybe it will, maybe it while, won't. While this rock is rolling down the hill, I think we could nudge it. Oh, 
nudge it a different way than which it's going. Dave, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from uh, hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I agree with him that there should be more machines and more doctors, but you don't get that by having the government take your money from you and then decide arbitrarily what they should be buying, what machines should be purchased, how many doctors The reason the doctors be. are getting out of the healthcare industry right now is because the government keeps on getting more and more involved. Um, I mean, that's just the long and the short of it. So if you recommend ways for the government to get more involved in the healthcare system, I understand that the way they're getting involved now really stinks. Maybe Dave's way is better, maybe it's worse, but I know which way is better than both of them. That is if the government gets more out and as much as possible out of the medical industry. You go back to what Dale said about allowing other people like nurses to do some of the things that doctors do, meaning more uh, people will be competing for the dollars in the, uh, the market place, meaning prices could be brought down. As long as only doctors are allowed to do certain things that other people could do, that other people may even have the training to do, but aren't allowed to by whatever regulations because the doctor needs to be in the room in order to allow the nurse to perform that whatever that particular procedure is, that's something that makes uh, costs go up. It's something that uh, the, the American Medical Association, essentially a, a group of doctors that has a lot of political sway that can, union. can restrict the uh, the marketplace for doctors, can essentially make it so that medical schools only graduate so many doctors every single year, uh, knowing this that... This the process itself, too, is so involved, so expensive, so time-consuming to become a doctor. And, and, and it's, I, I, you know, I just think that the market would find a more reasonable balance somewhere in there for various different levels of, uh, depending on what they're doing, various different levels of training necessary and in order to make people happy, in order to 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 convince you know up you know to create standards in that in that field that people are confident in that 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 what they're doing is reliable that you can rely on them to give you good care and that there's like varying degrees of that instead of this sort of really uh, absurd one size fits all doctors have to do everything nurses are getting being allowed to do less and less it seems over time and. And I just think there'd be a whole striation of different levels of and different specializations that that may or may not actually require you know the extensive mm-hmm. and uh, mandated training that doctors require right now, yeah, and there's... you know all that would help to alleviate costs. It's 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 just really artificially inflated costs that we have in Medicare. It's going right. to get worse. Imagine how cheap these machines that Dave was talking about could be if they didn't have to go through whatever whatever bureaucratic hurdles they have to go through by perhaps the oh, FDA. Oh, and who knows what ridiculous patents are protecting the profits right. of the companies that make them right now? Absolutely. What if another company could start cranking them out and lower the cost by like hundreds of thousands of dollars? You know, and, and that's again, you know, some one, a few companies are benefiting off these patents at the expense of everyone else. We're all being swamped under under by these healthcare costs under this notion of, you know, we have to protect their patents to it. We have to, they have to be allowed to make millions of dollars, you know, and, and when another company might be able to put the same machine, a million dollar machine out for three hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. Exactly. And then, and then if a doctor is paying 300000 for something he would normally pay a million for, then that means that the costs of, of whatever the care will go down because you can pass the savings on to the customers. But these aren't these things aren't really that possible in the marketplace today because it's not a free market in healthcare. It wasn't a free market before Barack Obama signed this uh, this piece of legislation. In fact, it hasn't been a free market in healthcare for longer than I've been alive in this country. The government has been mostly in control. And now the government's just more in control than it was before.
So all these people that are getting all in a tissy about this uh, this healthcare legislation, well, you guys weren't paying attention, were you? Because before Barack Obama passed the healthcare legislation, the government controlled the majority of the dollars in the healthcare market. The government already had the FDA and all of its other regulatory uh, bureaucratic mm-hmm. agencies that were getting in the way of the true marketplace being able to provide healthcare uh, for people. But these these Republicans are acting like, oh my God, freedom is gone. <laughs> the more Tyranny. things change, the more things stay the same. Yeah. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're going to dig a little deeper here into this health care bill and find out a little bit more about exactly what it has in it. You're, of course, welcome to bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. Things might be changing here, and in what way, we'll uh, explain coming up in moments. This is Free Talk Live to control of the airwaves. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features, and if you like the show, you are welcome to voluntarily support us by learning how to promote us. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations, get in more ears around the Internet, get more people hearing the message and listening to the message of liberty go to promote.freetalklive.com the institute for humane studies summer seminar program is now accepting applications there are 11 total seminars in major cities across the country the ihs provides meals and housing all you have to do is get there the deadline for registration for the summer seminar program is March the 31st. Go to libertarianseminars.com. It's libertarianseminars.com. As we continue with your phone calls here, we're going to dig in in a moment to a little more detail as to what this health care reform bill uh, actually entails. But first, we get a Ron in Los An- or excuse me, Louisiana. Ron in Louisiana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Ron, you're on the air. Yeah, you're coming in real faint, but uh, you sound anyway, fine. Go uh, ahead. I had maybe a couple of things to cover. One is a kind of a radical suggestion. I had canceled my insurance uh, over 25 years ago when I realized that it was probably the most dangerous place to go was to a doctor. Uh, I saw them kill many of members of my family and giving me some problems because of their drugs, and I just said, hey, no more doctors, no more drugs. Now, there are certain areas of the medical system that would be legitimate, you know. I mean, you know, if you're laying in the street with your bones sticking out of your leg, you want somebody to put it back together. But as far as health is concerned, I've found that if you were, if you study nutrition and begin to eat properly and and do the right things, that you're not going to get sick. It's basically is what it amounts to. And so I recommend everybody stay away from the doctor. Now they're going to try to force me into some kind of insurance plan, and uh, I don't want to pay for it. I don't either, and I won't do it. I can't afford it anyway, you know. But uh, <clears throat> it's just it's you, you have to be put the right things in your body for your body to sustain life. I, I think there's a lot to that. I don't know if I, I don't know how far I want to go with that, but I've been I've certainly given a lot of thought to that. There's um and in fact Dr. Mary Ruert talks about that. She she had said that when you do experiments on rats and things to figure out what causes cancer, the the first thing they have to do is malnourish them. 
They, they can't they can't sure. seem to in, to induce uh-huh. cancer in the rats until they malnourish hmm. them, and then they can do you know and expose them to various experiments and everything. But if you feed if they if they if they give them the proper nutrition and everything up front, then it's really hard to induce cancer in them. So uh, and that, that's then just there like, are a couple know. of very cheap cures for cancer, but you never hear about them. One is baking soda. They they they're curing cancer in some European countries with baking soda. <clears throat> Another is asparagus. I mean, those things are so simple. I mean, but nobody's going to make any money off of them, you know. That's an interesting point, and who knows what other uh, who knows what other natural remedies are out there that well, are I not can, allowed to, by the FDA. I can think of one right off the top of my head, which They're is pr- an excellent remedy for pain and a number of other cannabis. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Pain, uh, nausea, all kinds of. Uh, you know, uh, another important thing too is talking about cancer. Uh, Melatonin has been used to cure cancer, and it's, it's, studies have been done showing that, uh, you know, you get your melatonin naturally. Your body makes it at night while you're sleeping. So sleep deprivation can open you up to cancer. And just simply taking melatonin, you know, um, at yeah. night, which is kind of a natural thing, can prevent cancer. So prevention is better than trying to cure something. Anyway. Oh, absolutely, and especially with cancer, because if you get it early, or if you get it, bef- if you prevent it, uh, or if you catch it really early, it's you're, you know you're, the, the <clears throat> differences in the likelihood of your, of you getting rid of it are, are massive. Now, and I know something that's great for a sleep aid too, if you're having trouble sleeping. Now I don't know what if any of this is true or not, but I know that the well, FDA doesn't allow these companies that make the um, various different natural natural remedies to actually advertise what right. it is that they believe their products do. Even if they've done studies, even if they've looked at you know actually done uh, double blind studies and scientific uh, studies, they they can't advertise that stuff. Right. And there's now, probably people, uh, something. Go ahead. People out there that may be suffering from cancer should, uh, uh, you know, Google it, yeah, dig in and find out the studies and everything that is legitimate. Now, one other thing I wanted to mention, too, because there are people listening to me right now who are using diet products, drinking diet drinks. My wife, Rosemary, got a brain tumor from drinking Diet Coke, and I like to pass this Well, correlation is not uh, necessarily causation. Well, well, no, the aspartame is. Well, you. I don't. In fact, their own FDA doctors. uh, I have their studies showing that their doctors said it would cause brain tumors. So it's not something they didn't know about. There are a lot of people that drink diet colas out there. How come we don't have an epidemic of uh, brain tumors? You do. Go go find out. Go do the study. Find out how many brain tumors have increased since that came out. Mark, doesn't your uh, mom drink diet cola, or is she just drinking regular soda? Diacola. How's she doing? How how old is she now? So is my friend, um, you know, drinks it every day. How old is your mom? Six, uh, you know, somebody might meet her. She may not want her age shared. In her uh, 60s? In her late 60s. Now, how long has she been drinking Diacola? Since I was a child. That's a long time. How long does it take? Doorway.com will give you a lot of information. And then I'm on YouTube. uh, I think that... Check a little uh, interview they did with me just... I'm not saying it's well, not possible. No, look, radiation, for instance, definitely increases the likelihood of cancer. If I zap you with radiation, you're getting bombarded with radiation all the time. If you get exposed yeah. to more, uh, at some point there will be a threshold and your likelihood of cancer will go up by some substantial thing. It doesn't mean you will get it. So just as correlation does not 
uh, does not mean causation. The lack of correlation doesn't mean it doesn't have. I agree a, a with that. Factor. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that so, aspartame didn't give your mom uh, cancer. I'm just saying that there's no real way to prove that that's that's and, what and happened. That, and I think what uh, the reality oh. is that, that there are all <clears throat> kinds of. If you look at where the money is. You can see where the studies are all distorted because there's really a lot of bias in the whole thing. And the well, reality uh, is that it's that hey. it's you know it's really hard to tell for sure what what is good information or not because there's so one, much one, bias in all the studies. One hundred percent of the independent studies showed that it did do that. Thank you for and, the call tonight, Ron. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You know, take it for, for what it's worth. The guy yeah, calling you know, in yeah, with, I, with claims. I, I don't lost. think you can say that it does, and I don't think you can say that it doesn't. I, I think you, what you can say is that the studies are incredibly skewed by where all the money is coming from and things like that. I lost weight, uh, you know, drinking diet sodas there for a while, but... You know, people calling in and saying stuff like this has kind of scared me away from it. Mm. I don't know. I for quit sure. a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not going to claim to know. But um, and but the high fructose corn syrup that they sweeten regular yeah. soda with well, see, isn't I've, that great either. No, it isn't. I've cut out um sodas, period, because I drink yeah. seltzer water now. I've cut out aspartame for about two years. I can't remember how long it's been. It's been a very long time. And it feels like, and it's completely anecdotal and unscientific, but it feels like over that period of time, and it's taken a very long time time like feel to completely leave my system because it doesn't seem to go out of your system very quickly it feels like i'm much more clear-headed that i don't have add nearly like i used to i uh, you know I, and then and again completely anecdotal unscientific but um all i know is that the, the the data we get out there is 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 very difficult to rely on because it's so skewed by where the money's coming from and who bribes the fda with the right money and so right. forth it's difficult it's really difficult to deal with i mean you've got somebody yourself or somebody who you love a lot that has come down with uh, an issue some sort of life threatening uh, debilitating disease and on one hand you've got the medical establishment that in many ways can do a good job you know like he said if you break your leg you want to make sure you go and have it set appropriately by somebody that knows what they're doing. Uh, on the other hand, they also have an incentive to uh, order a surgery when a surgery might not really be necessary. They also have or an incentive to especially pres- drugs they prescribe to, to prescribe you. you with drugs, as our friend Brad Jardis was talking about earlier tonight, that they well, just want to get you hooked on for the rest of your life, and it drugs, may not be necessary. The doctors aren't incentivized to, to offer the drugs in the same way that they're incentivized to order the tests. I went in mm. with a uh, you know a pain in my uh, left arm. Um, you know, I think I guess it's been two years now to the hospital. Hospital. And, you know, they put they hooked me up to an EEG or whatever and said, yeah, things look fine here, but we'd like you to take three Another more test. tests. And the, the EEG hooking me up to they, that was don't $500. Yeah, they don't right. want to get sued. They want to cover their butts. Ab- absolutely. So they, you know, I'm basically I basically told the off, uh, the the, uh, the doctor, look, I I'm paying this for this myself everything that you you know test me with i have to pay out of my pocket Mm -hmm. and um you know he he's like well i can't tell you that you're okay with this test which is the test to tell you whether your heart's acting uh, you know strangely or whatever he can't he he couldn't he couldn't go out on a limb and say after an eeg that i was okay but you know he understood and he was like yeah i think you'll be all right like he basically said yeah don't worry you'll be fine and then (laughs) sent me on so you got these questionable. It is you to turn the test down. He had to offer them, I guess. Yep. <laughs> You've got questionable procedures in the legitimate, so-called legitimate medical system. On the other hand, you've got natural remedies that you know may be really effective or maybe complete bunk. So it's really hard to know what the right choice is. More coming up. Hour three's on the way. This is Free Talk Live. From the last margins of the land of Big Brother comes a new pro-freedom website. 
the UK Libertarian rails against the country's ridiculous regulation, its crumbling National Health Service, its disintegrating government schools, and the political parasites leeching more of our freedom every single day. Visit us at www.theuklibertarian.com. Invited to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch into the third hour of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. Ours is free, and we give you more for free than they'll charge you for. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy. So, been uh, talking about the healthcare thing tonight, and actually significantly for the first time this week. It came up here and there, but we really had the chance finally to dig in uh, to some of the details. Because I've been curious as to what the details are. And so, U.S. News and World Report is going to lay out what their interpretation of this, what, 3,000-page uh, healthcare reform bill is. Now, let me make it clear. I do not support the status quo of healthcare prior to the Barack Obama healthcare reform bill. It's it was already a socialist healthcare system. This is just making it even more uh, government controlled. Now there are still some private options out there, and in many socialized countries, uh, there are private healthcare options. In fact, in we had an email last week or a story last week about one South American country where the uh, Private options are far more affordable than they are here in the United States. Wasn't it El Salvador? I don't recall. And but they have a yeah, it might have been right. That might be might be right. El Salvador. Uh, but they also have a socialized healthcare system. It's just that it's so awful that people know that they they know where they're going to get the best care from. So they go and they patronize the the private clinics, which luckily haven't been outlawed. So people US, are going out of country now too for like you know plastic surgery. I know that. Uh, where is it that does the really good sex change operations? I think it's uh, you know, really cheap compared to here. That was Vegas. It's like a fraction. Of I the haven't cost. been pricing that around. And the thing so is, like, know. they do a lot of them because it's cheap, and so they're really good at it. Yep, that's right. And it's actually like the best place you could go, even though it's like cheaper. So and it's going to get that way, where you're going to start seeing yeah. more healthcare tourism uh, yeah. from, uh, from people leaving this country to go on a vacation and get an operation. One or of the things like the Seasteading Institute is looking at is uh, buying a cruise, an old cruise ship, and turning it into a, uh, uh, you know, a, a floating hospital where they yeah. do, you know, they have mercy like, ships and things like that. So those already exist, mm-hmm. and I think. It, but you're talking about the one that would be for profit, essentially, yeah. a business, a floating business. It's a sort of just it's off a, the coast. It's a kind of agorism, I guess. Sort of. Yeah. It's legal. I mean, it's a way of avoiding, you know, by a way of legally uh, of um, avoiding the harm caused by regulation. So I US, shudder to think uh, what you know how it's going to entirely work. I imagine the states will probably still try to come after them, but US they will. News they'll and, find some way to do it. I mean, it's always a justification anyway, right? Anytime they use violence against someone, it's always just some kind of justification system. So they'll just try to come up with something, you know, some indirect way to to impede them from from getting away with it, and tariffs or something, you know. Tax people when they try to fly out there to it or something. Kent Garber at U.S. News and World Report is going to give us a rundown here of the 10 things that are and are not in the health care bill. Public option, individual mandate, donut hole, excise tax. These terms are so complicated and so abstract, it's no wonder that more than half of Americans, according to a recent poll, say they still don't know what the Democrats' health care bill contains. And honestly, I don't know how half of Americans uh, or nearly half of Americans could claim to know what's in that bill. <laughs> they haven't read it. 3,000 pages? 
The, so. the people who voted on it didn't read it. Right. I mean, and we're taking U.S. News and World Report's word for this, right? Because n- none of us are going to go and spend any time reading that crap. Uh, here's a cursory look at what's in the legislation in the House of Representatives that the House of Representatives passed and Barack Obama signed uh, and what didn't make the final cut. Number one, insurance for millions. Under the legislation, 32 million more people will have health insurance in 2019. That's a decade from now. Uh, then without the bill, about a decade. That means more than about, excuse me, that means that about 94% of all U.S. citizens will have insurance by the end of the decade, and that still falls short of universal coverage, but it's a significant increase from the 83% of the American citizens who are covered today. So um, millions more people will be forced into the health insurance system, as Dave pointed out last hour, including people that would rather not be, including people that may maybe chose purposefully not to purchase uh, health insurance. Number two, coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. Right now, insurance companies can deny coverage to people with pre-existing conditions like cancer and heart disease, to name just two of many. The health care bill would ban this practice. And this is one of those things, this little blip here, it seems, you know, they just mention it like it's, yo, oh, great, everybody's going to get insurance now. Well, there's tremendous cost that goes along with that. Absolutely, because um, you know, what I, as I understand it, and like you said, I haven't read these 3,000 pages. I don't understand the ins and out, the intricacies. But as I get it, there's a $2,500 fine for not carrying insurance. But which they'll jack from your paycheck, I imagine. Right, and I don't know if that's individual or if that's uh, if that's you know for a family or, or what it is. But I can tell you that when we were looking at insurance, uh, Laura and I. It was two hundred dollars. I believe it was two hundred dollars a piece already. So and that per was per month. Per, per month. Per and, person per month. Right, and that was several a couple few years ago. Right now we're going without. We don't have it. Jack mm. does. We don't. Um, and so that's twenty four hundred dollars a few month a few years ago. So I can only assume with all the news of healthcare rate, uh, you know, healthcare costs rising and insurance, healthcare insurance rates rising, right. that it's more. Now that your insurance company is going to have to cover somebody with a heart dis- condition or cancer right. or whatever, imagine how much more it's going to be. And so that makes it more difficult for people to be able to afford these things, meaning they're going to look to the government for more subsidies or the, the companies are going to essentially end up throwing up their hands and saying, we can't do this anymore. We, we can't well, afford to run this business. Right. Because basically people, <laughs> people are buy, mostly buy insurance for catastrophic catastrophic situations and that means that if something uh, bad happens you can go out and buy insurance now granted if you get hit by a bus you're still taking your chances but you know i mean if the government uh, if the government forces insurance companies to take people that have say a heart condition or something like that a certain amount of the danger of not having health care is taken away, so fewer people will have, excuse me, health care insurance. Uh, so fewer people will carry health care insurance, so therefore the insurance companies will have to raise the rates some more to cover the people that, are, that currently have it, because the people that currently have health care insurance need it. So it's not, there's, there's no pool of people who don't need it that they can get rates e- from. Either that or they're just... You know, they, they're just trying to be extra responsible, and now they're going to be penalized for that, you know. I uh, I mean, I, I, I also am not covered right now. I, w- I looked into catastrophic coverage. The whole idea is if you have, like, I think you have to create a health care savings account of at least $5,000, and then you can get uh, catastrophic coverage. Uh, you know, you're allowed by the government to get catastrophic coverage. It's something ridiculous like that. And even that's pretty expensive, you know. It's expensive for a young person for something that doesn't cover anything. Like you know, it's not that much less than than the than the insurance that covers a lot of you know regular stuff that people go and do. And so it's really not that much savings. And and 
and that's sort of what I I would like to get if it were reasonably priced and everything. But even that's sort of like I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time justifying it. I think that this is this provision where they're going to make it so to mandate that these insurance companies can uh, that well they'll have to take people with pre-existing conditions will increase the cost of the insurance to make it so difficult that the government's going to have to come in and swoop in to save the country right. with their and government they'll, insurance They'll call it program. a market failure. Right. Yes. <laughs> After they create it, they'll call it a market failure. Look for it to happen. Mark our words. You that know. was that was the intent of this entirely. That's how they were able right. to get. These, but they had to water it down this right. time so they could do it they, next they time. just they just told the democrats look if we can just sabotage the health insurance industry in the united states as it is then they will have to have single payer the ones that were you know adamant about single payer they know they're going to get it and they know they're going to get it within within a decade and certainly within two number three because what happens if if some of these companies dry up because there are hardly any insurers out there right now uh, they're a bunch of I think they have to know it's coming too that's the thing like the people in the insurance companies they have to know that down the road this is gonna screw them but yeah. they, I, I, they really do seem to be in the almost almost like a uh, an Enron mode of let's just loot as much as we can Ride it out, while yeah. we can. You know, at, at, let me tell you, don't invest in, in health care right now. Right. Do not invest in healthcare companies. The, the people that are in it are going to milk it for what they can before it all goes to pot. And they realize that, that they have to, you know, that there's there's no stopping. And I'm sure they realize it. So they, they manipulate as best they can to like milk it as much as possible. They'll, they'll run, you know, they'll make it out because they know it's coming. Ah, uh, but no and worries. Then, you know, no worries because even if the costs go up, We've got number three, help buying insurance. Lower income Americans who can't afford to buy insurance will get help in one of two ways. Because remember, costs are going to go up as a result of this, so more Americans won't be able to afford it. Uh, The bill expands Medicaid, the free government plan for the poor and disabled. And anyone making up to about 15, to anyone making up to about $15,000 per year. Lord. About 16 million new people are expected to go into Medicaid or the Children's Health Insurance Program because of the bill. And there's another part to this. Uh, there are two parts to this answer here about how the government will uh, bring more people on board with government health uh, health insurance, if you will. 800-259-9231 or just government uh, subsidized health care. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give the features for free, and those features include our various different ways to listen to the show. You can listen via live streams, broadband, or dial-up versions 24 hours a day. Our webcam is available as well during live show hours. And the listen lines. You can dial up via any phone that can call long distance and hear Free Talk Live any old time you want to. Get all the details on all of those listening options and listen in for free over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Just trying to get a grasp of what exactly some of at least what the healthcare reform legislation entails. USnews.com, US News and World Report. Uh, Ken Garber reporting, Kent Garber reporting on this here. 
So he's saying that uh, lower-income Americans, we're on number three uh, as far as what this thing does, lower-income Americans who can't afford to buy insurance, which will be more of them because, well, this bill is going to increase the cost of insurance by mandating that they take on uh, people who have pre-existing conditions and that sort of thing, uh, they will be able to get signed up for Medicaid, which is a free government plan for the poor and disabled. Who are They're going to expand it to anybody who's making up to around $15,000 per year. So they're expecting another $16 million Americans to be going into the government uh, health care program as a result of this. So it's not a government insurance program. It's just government health care, straight out government health care. Second, it would provide subsidies to people who aren't poor enough to qualify for Medicaid but still struggle to afford insurance. Individuals making up to about $44,000 would qualify for some kind of subsidy. Good Lord. Individuals at 44000 That's <laughs> correct. That's <laughs> Forty-four thousand is a pretty poor. good. Yeah, it's a pretty good paycheck. Well, and it's an important thing for the government to get people on their subsidies, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah. Because the government wants people to be dependent. It wants you to look what's happening in Greece. Yeah. Um, you know, they you, you tell the populace that they're going to take their their uh, their subsidies away, and they they take to the streets. They yep. you know they they set fire to cars. They, well, they demand it. They uh, they believe that it's uh, their right. And so you start handing out welfare to people, and they're never going to want to let go of it. And the same thing here. This is this is different from welfare. This is your health. So people are going to – I mean, they're going to look at their increased Food rates. Is next. For, you're look right. For government and that's cheese. really scary. Uh, you the people you know, have to eat, don't you? I mean, if, if you have to have it. I mean, health care is a right. Why Shouldn't it be a right? I mean, you have to have it. Shouldn't food right? be a right? Yeah. yeah you're going to die without it. What about sex? Hey, there you go. Government we, sex we, workers. We, we That's just what we need. You know. Government prostitutes. Uh, well, you know, free sex. It would be free, right? With the government. If you had a government prostitute, you would just... It'd be the know, other like way around from the way it normally is with the government. So it's just crazy uh, what they're talking about here because they're just going to get more people hooked on government subsidies. People are going to look at the uh, the price of health care. They're going to look at the price of insurance. They're going to say, oh, my God, I can't afford this. The government's offering a subsidy. I'll take it. And I wouldn't blame them for yeah. doing it. I don't think there's anything wrong no, um, I, philosophically I, or morally for taking it. I don't think it. so either, but it's going to real, the reality is it's going to get people hooked on it, and sure. they're going to feel like they deserve it. And so then that means that they're going to feel like the government needs to stick around, because who, uh, who, who, who of the people or of the people who are receiving government subsidies for health care or free uh, Medicaid or whatever are going to want to support secession? Probably not very many yeah. of them. So even though secession, of course, would completely eliminate the FDA and all those medical bureaucracies and likely dramatically reduce the cost of health care and whatever the uh, the state was that decided to secede, but nonetheless. Uh, so it says here, and for people who don't get insurance from their employers, they'd be able to shop for plans on new insurance exchanges, whatever those are. Number four, help for prescription drugs. Right off the bat, the bill will give seniors $250 rebates to help pay for prescription drugs, which are, of course, so expensive because of the FDA's multi-billion dollar uh, approval process. Uh, and not to mention, they've gotten more and more expensive since the... Uh, the, the patenting? The, well, the, the, drug, uh, the, the drug subsidization that uh, went on uh, during the Bush administration. Yep. So they just keep increasing the cost of manufacturing these uh, medications, and so that instead of re- reducing the regulations, instead of allowing the marketplace to self-check itself and to have third-party uh, verification companies like Underwriters Laboratories check out these pills and test them without having all the bureaucratic overhead of an FDA, where it costs literally billions upon billions of dollars to uh, to get a drug approved. Instead of eliminating the bureaucracy, instead of eliminating the hoops, well, they'll just keep building hoops and just give people subsidies. 
Because that won't come crashing down from an economic standpoint someday. Where's the money come from for these subsidies, huh? Where does it come from? The rich people. They have too much money. Or they print it out. One or the other, right? Uh, so we continue here. It will get rid of these. By the way, if you make it so arduous for rich people to live in your country, they'll leave. They're going to leave. Well, and, it's, and a, leave. it's an illusion anyway. I know, yeah. I know a lot of people think that you know you can just tax the rich and get stuff for the poor, and and uh, and it, does, it doesn't actually work. When you do the numbers, you have to tax poor people, and that's why we have things like Social Security, which is just a 15% tax on mm-hmm. poor people, and 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 obviously you know they they pay out whatever benefits they want, and they do that out of debt because they've already spent the Social Security. It's really just a tax, and so there's all and and it's all just they just hide the tax, but they're taxing the crap out of everyone. And most definitely the poor people as well. It's really just an illusion that we're going to tax the rich people and give stuff to the poor people. It's true. And the rich people are the ones that have the tax attorneys so they can get out of paying right. these things. They got the loopholes. And and the fact is, I mean, you know, I I know that I've seen programs for rich people to go to change their citizenship to other countries. Yep. And then Protect they can live. Assets. And you live wherever you want. Over the next decade, it'll also get rid of the so-called donut hole. Medicare, thanks to quirks of past laws, helps cover seniors who spend either less than $2,700 or more than about $6,150 on prescription drugs, but nothing in the middle. To put simply, seniors will get much more People help. People spend $2,700? Oh, my goodness. These prescription drugs are very expensive. They must be. Number five, penalties for people who don't buy insurance and companies that don't offer it. Here we go. Here's the stick. The bill has what's called an individual mandate. Which means that most Americans, starting in 2014, so you get another uh, four years here, will have greater must-have insurance or face a penalty. The penalty would be $95 or 1% of income, whichever is greater, in 2014 and go up to $695 or 2.5% of income in 2016. The bill also includes an employer mandate, which means that most businesses that don't offer insurance to their employees will face a penalty as well. Companies with fewer than 50 workers would be exempt. So there you go. Uh, $695 will be the cost or 2.5% of your income if you decide that you would rather not go ahead and purchase uh, the insurance. They'll just jack the money from you. Number six, no public option. Much of the debate in the past year was consumed by talk about the public option, which was pushed by Democrats who wanted the government to provide an alternative to private insurance plans. The House included it in its bill last fall, but the Senate, in order to get the 60 votes, did not. The final bill does not have the public option either. But they haven't forgotten about it. You can, re- you can rest assured that they have not forgotten about the public option. And as soon as the insurance companies become in uh, such dire straits that it's so di- far too arduous and difficult for them to actually continue operating their businesses, uh, they, they will likely be cannibalizing one another. One insurance company will go under another insurance company. I mean, this is I'm speculating here, but uh, you know, tell me if you think I'm wrong. Uh, one insurance company will go under because the costs are just too much and they just can't make it work anymore. And so some other company will buy them up and they'll take all their customers. And before you know it, you'll have one or two, and it really isn't that much more than that right now, major insurers in the country. And eventually they'll just throw oh, they'll their be hands. too big to fail. The government has to keep bailing them out. Yeah, there you go. The government will come in with a bailout, but then the government will take ownership of the companies, and then you'll have your public option. Then they'll just say, well, we might as well make this a government, uh, completely government-controlled thing, and there's only one company left, so we'll just have the government take it over and then force everybody to uh, you know, to work with that company and pay whatever arbitrary rates they come up with. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. 
Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and tonight it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features for free, and those features include our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Critical thinking question. Why would something that's so good for us, like public education, need to be imposed on us with the use of force and funded by the use of force? Maybe it, maybe something else is going on. School Sucks podcast is a show about the end of public education. Visit schoolsucksproject.com to learn more. 1-800-259-9231 for your comments on the healthcare situation in this country. We are running down a list of things from U.S. News and World Report that they say are and are not in the healthcare bill. Just Now, this is their interpretation of the 3,000-page uh, piece of legislation, just so I can have some idea. Because, honestly, I have no idea what uh, what's in there. I haven't really been paying close attention to the debate because, well, it doesn't really matter until it all comes out in the wash. And now it's now it's done. It's over. They've you know, they've passed the, the legislation. And so I, now we can take a look at it. I have, I have not even given it a glance. Yeah, you know, me neither. That's one thing about, you know, there's a certain uh, kind of peace that comes over when you quit caring about politics. Yeah, I don't and really I am care. enjoying that peace. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I don't really care because I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to to, uh, yeah, to follow I mean, their mandates. That, my, that's all I do is this. All right, how do I avoid this? But I I'm do curious. My best, you know? Right, I'm curious to know exactly what it is that it, uh, it has in it. That way, I can at least have something to say if somebody brings it up, uh, because I do a radio show here. So number seven, no traditional Medicare cuts. Seniors won't see cuts to their regular Medicare benefits. Those who have Medicare Advantage, however, may see some changes. Medicare Advantage plans, which are paid for by the government but administered by private companies, offer extra benefits like eye care and dental visits. These plans, on average, cost the government about 15% more per person than regular Medicare. In an effort to cut spending, the bill gradually cuts the amount the government will give private insurers to offer Medicare Advantage, which may lead to insurers dropping benefits or dropping out altogether. So I don't can't say I really know much about the Medicare Advantage program, uh, but it sounds like they're trying to put people who are in that program perhaps back in Medicare. Number eight, higher taxes for the wealthy. Boy, everybody's going to cheer about that one, right? Because, you know, stick it to the rich. They're evil. Well, it's actually the government that's evil because they force people to do things that they don't want to do and force them not to do things that they do want to do. And you take money out of people's hands uh, who have a lot of it, and that means they have less of it to invest in things like new businesses and creating new jobs. Uh, but nonetheless, to help pay its $940 billion price tag, the bill raise certain ta- uh, raises certain taxes on individuals making more than $200,000 a year, which uh, isn't really that much. He said that he wasn't going to raise taxes on people who made more than $250,000 a year. So I guess he, he you know, had a couples change of things. making over $250,000. They, they won't raise taxes on couples making. Well, so that's just <laughs> couples making two hundred fifty, but individuals making two hundred. Apparently, people in the government can't add because they'll just find separately for example mm-hmm. the, make it medicare, the medicare payroll tax would rise for these individuals as would taxes on some investments number nine cutting the deficit even though republicans said the bill was too expensive and spends wastefully the congressional budget office says it will actually help cut the deficit by more than 130 billion in its first 10 years and more than a trillion in the second 10 years that said, the CBO admits that there's considerable uncertainty in its estimates <laughs> <laughs> gee why would that be 
why would it be that the government is not certain about its uh, its estimates as far as how much it'll save over the years? Why do you think that is? Um, I don't think it really matters because they're wrong, even if they do make it uh, make a guess. Well, because they uh, they can't calculate. I mean, they they have no real ability to know what's going to come, and they don't ever predict themselves as spending more than they uh, they budget for, which is always what ends up happening. Whenever a government program is proposed, whether it's healthcare or whether it's fixing a road or building a new school or whatever it is that they need to outlay some uh, some money for, it ends up costing three times, five times, seven times, twelve times. Who knows how much it's it's it always costs more than they originally budgeted it for and so they're claiming it's going to reduce the deficit but uh you know there's also at the same time covering their butts by saying well we're not really sure it's going to reduce the deficit but maybe maybe not (laughs) and of course that uh, even if it did reduce the deficit and i don't know how what sort of sleight of hand they're talking about here that would that would make that happen uh even if it did reduce the deficit that doesn't mean that they're going to spend less that doesn't mean that the government's going to get smaller. Reducing the deficit is just the deficit is just the difference between the amount of money that they've uh, budgeted to spend in a year and the amount of money that they actually spend. That's the def- the deficit, correct? I think the deficit is uh, the mo- the amount of money they take in versus um, the amount of money that they spend. I see. Okay, so the, so they take in X, and then whatever they spend, uh, the, the difference is. Uh, but likely is they don't even know what they take in. So you're probably right that it is what they're budgeting to ex- expecting to take in. Maybe if you can clarify that eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, so we go on here. Number ten, making healthcare cheaper. The cost of healthcare for and this is a real magic trick. The cost of health care for Americans has been rising for more than a while now. The bill has several ideas for controlling costs, including experiments to pay hospitals and doctors a lump sum for, uh, for, tr- for treating a particular patient rather than paying them for every single test and procedure they provide. There are also programs in the bill to bring medicine into the digital age. Experts say these ideas could be game-changing, but it's too because early. Because the government is going to uh, push forward technology in the area of medicine. <laughs> the government. Where the, where the FBI just can't make email work for themselves. They may very well have pulled it off now. but uh, For years they were trying. For years to. and years they couldn't make email work for themselves. And I don't know that they have made it work. I, I'm not going to go out on that millions, limb. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars trying to get email to work at the FBI. They brought in multiple different uh, IT managers. <laughs> they threw up their hands in, in frustration. <laughs> they left. A new IT guy comes email. in. Email. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody for... could put up a site and have emails sent to them in moments. But they couldn't do it. And who knows what the current status is, Mark? You're, you're presuming that they've gotten it ironed I out. Am. I am. I, I mean, it, just because it, it seems so ludicrous that they wouldn't. So, yeah, the the whole idea that uh, the government is going to somehow bring innovation into healthcare. What? Innovation comes from competition. <laughs> innovation comes from people in a search of a profit going uh, and creating new ideas, putting new concepts together, offering them in the hopes that they're offering something to the marketplace that the market is looking for so that the people in the marketplace will purchase it to give them some more money to which they can then research other things with and compete with the other companies in the marketplace to bring the best products and services to the marketplace. <laughs> when you have one size fits all provider of, uh, of healthcare services, and it's not quite that way yet, but that's the direction things are going in. When you have one controller of, uh, in this case, the, the government is not the 
one-size-fits-all provider, but they're getting there. Uh, but they are the largest controller of healthcare dollars in the country. So when you have this monolithic healthcare providing entity... Yeah, they aren't single-payer, but they are the biggest payer by a long, long shot. They can say, well, we think this research is important and pour a bunch of money into it. But if they're wrong, then we all pay the price. Mm-hmm. If they spend billions of dollars on some new research of some kind of uh, technology that they think is very important, and it turns out it's not, we're on the hook, not some investors. Whereas if it's a, a company that's doing similar research, if it's a company that's a, that identifies a possible product or some new technique or something like that, if this company looks at that and says, well, uh, well can we make this work? Okay, let's get some investors together and bring their money into this. And the investors are, of course, hoping that it will work and they'll hope that down the line they'll make a profit on their investment. But it's an investment. They understand that there's a risk involved. If the company goes belly up and they uh, they lose their butts, they, they, they poured millions of dollars into it and it all disappears or billions into it and it all disappears, it wasn't your money and it wasn't my money because we weren't the investors. Yeah, I was uh, listening to uh, you know, NPR and they were talking about the dot-com bubble and all the money that was lost in the dot-com bubble. I didn't lose any because I didn't invest in it. There you go. <laughs> Exactly right. But when the government does those things, everybody loses. And nobody's responsible either. If the government makes a mistake and loses billions of dollars, it's oopsie. Well, we'll just get billions more next year from the same suckers. Because we'll take it from you. And we'll throw you in jail if you don't comply. This is how they do business. But yet we're supposed to believe that the government's going to make health care cheaper. Ludicrous. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. So there you have it. That's the outline from uh, U.S. News & World Report. We've got enough time for your calls about whatever you want. You may take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, well, you are welcome to become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. That's a good thing, right? Well, you get perks, too. To sweeten the deal, you get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, uh, the AMP-only podcast, which is uh, basically our show minus the uh, the commercials that we normally put in the podcast. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. How soon do you want to start teaching that child special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it all the time to Jack. It's kind of like Anne Rand meets Dr. Seuss. Simple story and graceful rhymes and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com and see some of the samples and order today. It's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. An island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. Did I say underdog.com the first time or did I say underground? Honestly, I was looking at my show prep. I get a little confused. It's freemarketunderdog.com. And it's Ayn Rand. Oh, whatever. <laughs> what, did you, what did you call her there? I didn't. I tend to call her Anne because it, it, uh, you know, it's, it's what's comfortable for me. The uh, the Ayn Rand people were at the Talkers Convention, by the way. Yeah, they 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 come out to these. Uh, they give away Ayn Rand books, and uh, they're just so dedicated to her. It's weird. 
It's, it's, it's creepy. It's, yeah, it's a little bit culty almost. It is. It absolutely is. Anyway, I didn't really have much else to say beyond that. Uh, so, Dale, let's talk about uh, some controversy that has uh, been bubbling up here in the, the Free State Project uh, over the last few days. After the Liberty Forum, uh, there have been some posts on the Free State Project Forum. Of course, we were there at the Liberty Forum. All of us were broadcasting uh, the show live, and it was a lot of fun. The Liberty Forum was a great event, positive vibe, a, blast, yeah. a lot of people coming together, and people of uh, disparate viewpoints. I mean, even though we all generally believe in uh, in more freedom, some believe in more freedom than others, and uh, that sometimes is the source of some conflict. There was an accusation that was made not against anyone in particular, that resulted in some tempers flaring, I suppose. Uh, can you summarize what's well, been going on? Okay, uh, I think so. I mean, I, I kind of blindsided started, you with this. I think, but. Yeah, I didn't expect this to get discussed unless someone called in about it, but um, I, I guess I can talk about it. Um, well, it started, I think it started with someone playing, there was a, an event at the forum where someone played the, the national anthem. Oh yeah, one of the speakers. Yeah, kind of, yeah the it was the speakers. Time. They were they were satisfying the speaker, and he was a politician in New Hampshire, and and so Dan Etza, I believe, and yeah, he's one of those uh, conservative type guys. Yeah, and uh, and so the fact that you know, actually, I, I can remember at the moment, all of a sudden, the 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 the, the flag be, is dramatically brought in and picked up on the stage, and did it have golden fringes? It did have the golden fringe. I noticed. Well, you it. know that if it has a golden fringe, it's the flag of the maritime government and not the, the the flag of the common law government. Well, that that you know that by itself, you know, we had some eyeballs pop open, and then you know, and then a little while later, you know, the 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 national anthem is sung. And now, like my my jaw is on the table, and I kind of pick it up. But then I kind of got over it. It's I just, just so it nationalistic. Kinda, it's, I did it's, not expect it at the Liberty Forum. I think it's the first time I've ever seen it. At it's the tacky. Forum, it's yeah. icky. It, it, well, it's yeah, but you know. And then in sort of retrospect, I'm like, oh well, it is a, you know, it's a politician speaking. I mean, I I guess you know. And I and I looked around. And I noticed like about half the people standing, half of them sitting. I I I didn't count or anything. Um, and uh, and I thought, well, you know, that's kind of look. That shows how diverse we are, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And so some people, but, you know, and I just kind of like made a little comment and then I kind of forgot about it, you know, moved on. I didn't give much thought to it. And, uh, um, and then there was a post, someone posted with six question marks, the pledge and anthem. And there wasn't a pledge, by the way, but someone posted pledge and anthem at the Liberty Forum. And then what happened when that came up and some people brought up, you know, why is the pledge happening at the, or the anthem happening at the Liberty Forum? There was well, like, I know why. I mean, before we go on, I know yeah. why. It's because those people, they have this... This attitude about the federal government that uh, this kind of this idea that it could be brought back to the Constitution, <laughs> that uh, that there's the possibility to restore the republic, as right. uh, some I, might say. And they've I got can this speak to this to some extent. feeling about it. To some extent, I'm kind of in that camp. The only thing I feel that's worth saving at the federal government at this point is the flag and the eagle. I like them. You know, like I, I admittedly, I like those symbols. But that's what they use against you. There is this organization of people that don't mind, uh, you know, using violence to get what they want uh, they they have grown this government over time they th- in fact the idea of the country of america is conflated with their government it's the same thing you can't have america without the united states government you can't have the united states government without america they're the same thing unless you're con- talking about continents mm. and stuff so 
Except they're not. Right. So I, I understand the wistfulness about the Pledge of Allegiance, yeah. the the Star Spangled Banner. Although I think America the Beautiful is a better song. Um, the, the the eagles, the soaring in the sky while the while the trumpets <laughs> play. I I understand it yeah. and, and, and get it. However, I think that's the only good thing about the country is the the sort of the, the feeling that you yeah. can get from those things. Well, I think it's I don't think that a big deal ought to be made about it. I think some people are making a bigger bigger deal than it's worth. But what bugged me about it was all the distractions that immediately came up. There was like this laundry list of I mean because it became what it became was this this um, two sided thing of like the anarchist versus the constitutionalist crowd. Like those are two very distinct groups. And they're against each other or something. It didn't and, seem that way and, to and, me. No, the entire I, I, well, liberty not until I it became. It. Yeah. Not until the, the the not until later. I mean, there were some people who made it that. You not know, until who made on the it, forum later. You know, you mean, right? Well, yeah, on the, the forum week. later, and then all of a sudden, there's a laundry list of things that people did that were bad at the forum, and and therefore just don't don't, don't pay attention don't pay attention to the anthem anthem thing, and and uh, and and in particular, somebody forged a lunch ticket. Allegedly. Well, I, yeah, I don't even know what the reasoning is that someone forged a lunch ticket. Presumably, and I'm lunch, totally by the way, guessing there. because we dug and dug and dug trying to figure out what they're basing this on. But I have to presume that they found a ticket that wasn't accurate. Kosher. And so, yeah, right. Some, some and, and in the their way, stack of tickets. And it, they didn't know who – because they don't know who did it. The food was delicious. It was, it was, it was good delicious food, yeah. food, yeah. And uh, so they don't know who did it, and uh, basically a huge controversy erupted. Uh, someone went to – like the Auth Expo room and to the ALL, the Alliance of Libertarian Left table, and said, "You guys are anarchists, right? You believe, you know, uh, you need to tell your people that theft and fraud are wrong." And your you people? To... <laughs> How would you <laughs> know that they were the? These were the folks that did it. I mean, that there was like some kind of um, exactly, a process Mark. of elimination whereby it couldn't have been a constitutionalist who did it. It was probably it had to be someone who was an alt expo crowd because those are the people who come and don't buy tickets. Well, that I, I, I you know, I'd have Something to see to more. Effect, I'd have I, to see more evidence. That in and of itself doesn't sound uh, conclusive to me. I, I don't. Well, just the implication though that because one per- even if it was, let's right. just assume what, it was. I gotta, let's assume have, it was. I'm going to have to assume though um, that the person making the accusation was in the constitutionalist crowd, not in the anarchist crowd, right? That yeah. would be a safe assumption. Right. And, and I would and and I and that person already has a chip on their shoulder. I think they would probably be offended if, if somebody in the anarchist crowd had found the, out about the ticket and then blamed the constitutionalist oh, for whatever wrestling. Go talk issue. to all your constitutionalist friends and explain to them that fraud and theft are wrong. Well, yeah, he come he apparently and, came and, in, <laughs> barged into. A, now I wasn't there for this. Were you there when this? No, happened? but about half a dozen people were, and he, they were all corroborating that. He came into a conversation at the in the this party room or whatever. He came in. So barges this is one in. person. One person came in, okay. barges in, and uh, is and immediately points at them and uh, wags his finger in their face and starts talking about how they need to have a talk in a very uh, condescending manner. And 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 it starts it starts becoming about your principles. And if you don't if you don't give a uh, if you don't give a lecture to your people, your community that that fraud and theft are wrong. If you don't give them a lecture about this, then you are condoning fraud and theft. You are you are advocating fraud and theft as though it's this guy's responsibility. Well, I think if you knew somebody stole something, well, yeah, you, you know should, who it you is. Pro- or, or, One or, person said, or if, if you, you if knew you that a, a group of people did something, like you know, a classroom, and something comes up broken yeah, or something sure. like that, you can lecture the classroom on on the behavior. Or some, you know, I I think that's. But but to guess that 
you know, it could have been somebody who wasn't involved in the organization at all. I mean, it would it sure. seems unlikely. Well, and but- first of all, and, and it's not just and, and I'm sorry, I have a problem. Of course, I have a problem with the whole process of elimination that it's the Alt Expo types that don't buy tickets because I would describe myself as an Alt Expo type and I did buy tickets. I, I bought I go the full every, package. Every know? time they and, have one, uh, I go to an Alt Expo and I, th- I think they're awesome. I enjoyed this one and learned something about it. It's just energy. not that black and white. I'm sorry, so, there's a lot of overlap. There are people who I'm sure are constitutionalist types that are working uh, at Pizza Hut who can't buy a $200 ticket for the weekend. But even you know, if it was, a, you know, and, even if you knew it was somebody who was one of the Alt Expo people, the anarchist crowd, even if you knew that it was they, uh, they who made this forgery, would it be the responsibility of the guy who organized the Alt Expo room to well, talk they to every single one of the anarchists in attendance about being honest and, and not stealing? If they don't, they're advocating fraud and theft. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, we're out of time for the radio side of things. We're actually going to keep this going here for a little bit on our internet uh, version of the program over at freetalk- listen.freetalklive.com. So join us there for a little bit more. And uh, radio listeners, we'll see you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com in the meantime. This is Free Talk Live. It is the internet-only edition of the program. And the number for you is 603-435-1105. 603-435-1105. If you have something that you would like to discuss, you're welcome to do so. The amp lines are open, as they always are as well. So uh, we uh, came to the end of the segment there in our radio show, but we're still kind of discussing this idea that uh, somebody apparently forged a dinner ticket at – or a lunch, lunch ticket, ticket, actually. Excuse me. At uh, the Liberty Forum over the weekend. Now, it's an allegation, and they don't know who did it uh, because I guess they found out – allegedly found out later on. And somebody jumped to a conclusion and figured that, well, because the people that were attending the Alt Expo, the alternative uh, exposition that was going on in the same hotel, were not likely to purchase tickets or less likely to purchase tickets for the actual Free State Project Liberty Forum, that therefore it must have been one of them – they're them being mostly anarchists. Therefore, it must have been an anarchist who came in there and essentially scammed a a free lunch out of uh, the system, if you will. That yeah. was the allegation, correct? Uh, yeah, it was essentially a process of elimination. And so then they presumably then the guy who is put who puts together the Alt Expo, and I, I know it's multiple people, but there's one kind of guy that is the the face, if you will, of uh, of Alt Expo, Jack, uh, Jack Shimmick. So they approach Jack Shimmick, this accuser approaches Jack Shimmick and demands that he talk to everybody who's an anarchist? I guess, well, it's like... Or post a sign his, in his, the Alt Expo? His community, you know, and I, that bugs me too because it sort of implied that there's this whole... This whole there's there's a whole bunch of a collectivism here. There's a whole bunch of dividing people into very clear categories. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a load of like... Phenomenally offensive stuff in this whole this whole process of going to Jack and saying in this you know you you need to have a lecture you need to lecture your people because they they clearly do not have principles they clearly do not you know um, believe against, are, are not against fraud and how theft would he even and, do that I mean if he wanted to even consider this guy's suggestion uh, or demand how would he even go about doing that would he try to identify who all of the known anarchists were at the uh, the Liberty Forum and go pull them aside and have a private conversation now yeah, listen I, you know it's wrong to steal things now I don't think, you, you know, we heard maybe, that someone stole I, a lunch today I think that if, had, if if someone had approached him in a respectful manner and say well look we're just trying to get the word out you know this isn't cool we're trying to and we're going to go talk to we're going to 
announced during the, you know, if he had said, we're going to have a, we're going to mention this during the so-and-so presentation, would you mind mentioning this, that someone stole a lunch, someone forged a lunch ticket, and we know about it, and it's not cool with the, you know, we're here to talk about liberty and fraud and theft are wrong. If he had said it in a manner that, look, we're trying to get the word out, everyone's doing it, would you mind us helping weld it off the expo? It didn't go like that. It came like... These are your people. Handle them. Like you, you need yeah. to teach them that because they obviously don't know. There's the whole implication that they that there's this that, that it is a problem with that community and not with an individual who is a thief. You know, it, yep. it's it's this whole collectivism and this whole categorizing people and labeling people and separating people. It's an incredibly divisive way that it that it went about. It didn't come about in a way of like, look, we're just we just want to mention something about this to everybody, and we're going to mention. And if he had said, you know, we're going to mention it during the the uh, the sound off on Sunday morning. Could you mention it during an alt expo event, maybe that we know someone did it and it's not right? But there's right off the bat the the presumption that it must be one of those anarchist types and that that, that this speaks volumes about that if you don't condescendingly lecture your people, your people, about fraud and theft, then you are condoning it, then you're advocating it, which is ridiculous. It was all of an incredibly condescending approach right from the bat and incredibly divisive, and that's what's so offensive about it. Yeah, and there's a lot, there's a lengthy thread about it over at the uh, the, the Free State Project forums. I've so, already heard too much about it. Yeah, we're moving on. Uh, in other Free State Project news, Mark, you have an announcement to make. Well, actually, I have two. Um, there's a real quick one here from a, a friend of mine. Uh, there, there's a freedom vigil going on in uh, at the Capitol uh, building this uh, Saturday night in Washington, D.C. I'm sure that will change Ew. everything about the uh, uh, the healthcare thing. But, you know, it's probably if you're in the D.C. area and, and you got to get yourself a glow stick, just go at search Freedom Vigil on Facebook. There you go plug um so at the um at the liberty forum we announced freestatenow.com and uh, you can go to freestatenow.com and see eh, what is probably a website that looks like it's from 1998 and it is essentially a my goal is to get the uh, the to get to 20,000 very quickly it was uh, from 2002 to uh, 2010 to get to uh, 10,000 10, members for the Free State Project. And the really, the, the 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 number has really dwindled after the first 5,000. Yeah, it seems to have picked up since 10,000 a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it does to go seem faster. to pick up when there's a buzz. So yeah, when there's buzz, it, it picks item up. That, yeah. And we usually get several dozen uh, signers just from from news articles. But we need more, and we need more sooner rather than later. Right, because the Free State Project uh, 20,000 number isn't going to basically at the rate it's going, you're talking about 2026 or something like that. And you're not going to – it's going to – some of the early signers are going to be dead. So you, you can be sure that they're not going to uh, move at that point. And so I came up with another idea on how to uh, get to 20,000, and that is an outbound telephone program where we call – uh, you know, people on a list of liberty lovers, and I've uh, managed to uh, find several different lists. There are uh, liberty uh, magazine type things out there. There are, um, you know, lists of uh, people registered as libertarian voters. There, um, you know, all kinds of lists. I've gotten one that I've tested, and the numbers came out pretty good. I got a couple of signers, and to me, that says that this is going to work as well as I thought it was going to work. How many hours of calling uh, did it take to get two signers? Um, less than two. It's pretty good. But, um, you know, that that's early on. Uh, Jason is going J- Jason Osborne from SACL CAI has uh, telephony um, 
software that essentially will you know you're constantly going to be talking to somebody on the phone you'll have your headset on from your phone and it'll never hang up you'll just once you get off the phone the computer program will bring somebody else new into you and you'll talk to them and so there won't be and any so you'll dialing. have different people that are on duty during a certain period of time when this software is operating it's calling out to different people and it's waiting for somebody to actually pick up the phone that's when it routes the call to an operator yeah right? my intention is to have uh, four to six uh, liberty loving free stater probably free stater movers is my intention um, because well it's kind of hard to tell somebody hey you want to sign up for the free state pro- project and we'll both move to New Hampshire it'll be great um, yeah it makes it a little more powerful for somebody to say I'm here this is awesome come yeah, join things me. are happening yeah. um, and uh, you know, that's that's my intention is to uh, to get uh, free staters uh, it's to- also nice for the money to kind of stay in that in the movement, you know, it, well, I think it helps. the movement is still people that have signed up for the Free State Project, and I wouldn't, um, you know, I, but I, I just think that it's more powerful, really. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it to me, it's not about, uh, you know, where the money goes or anything like that. It's about, it, you know, the, the, the power that a person would, would be able to come across with. So, um, my intention is to not have volunteers. I know that volunteers are cheap, and, um, you know, there, there are out there. These wonder volunteers that really yeah. will get a, a bunch of things going. However, mostly with volunteers, what you get are people that are too busy to participate we on this day. On yeah. uh, you know, they, they just essentially are unreliable. And that's that's fine. You get what you pay for. And that's why I intend to pay reasonably well um, for people who are you know willing to sit at home. And I think I'm going to make the calls from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. or something like that. Um, and then, and then on Saturday, maybe a little longer, so maybe 20 hours a week worth of calling. Well, you can also only put in so many volunteer hours if you're also having to work for a living. Sure. You know, if you want someone to put out 40 hours a week, which is a lot more powerful than doing it in their free time. Then, if somebody wants to, yeah. to, to start a, a volunteer calling program to complete the Free State Project, I support them in doing that. That is not what I'm doing, and, um, you know, good luck. Is, yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna run I'm gonna run the, uh, the the professional one and um, this is and and by running a professional one I believe I can make more claims and also more claims yeah well, claims you know I, I I have some experience in this I'm the guy who uh, essentially took the the ball in the 850 uh, yard line with the uh, first 1,000 project and ran it across the the 1,000 yard line um, otherwise it it probably would have languished and we the Free State Project would have had another failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so in this in this situation, I the Free State Project is spending one hundred dollars per signer. As, as far, far as, as all of the advertising they're doing and every everything they're putting out in into the realm of the world of uh, getting the message out about the the Free State Project, and then signers coming back to how many months you know per month what they're putting out, how many signers are getting per month divided by it comes out to hundred bucks. Huh? That's the number that I have heard, and um, I can only assume that that what that means is is that uh, you know they put the money out and then they for uh, you know the money that they you know you don't you never know where things come from. Um, yeah. So you know they're spending a hundred dollars for every one signer, and. This pro- project that I'm putting together is going to be $35 a signer, so it's a third of what they're spending. 
And I, I'm all indications that I've had up to this point is this is a, a fabulous idea that is simply going to work. Um, Jason Osborne has been uh, has gotten the the computer interface. Uh, he's been working on that. He's uh, you know got the database thing all set up. Essentially, people will be able to log onto a website. My callers will be able to log onto a website, and their uh, their phone number will be hooked into his computer phone computer thing, and it's just gonna you know fly right through. And uh, you know people are gonna say yes or they're gonna say no. Uh, let me pull up the the script real quick. Basically, what my intention is is to. Uh, you know, bring. Uh, you know, so you're going to train these people? Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're you know, I'm going to train them in. Uh, essentially, this is telemarketing. Um, it's telemarketing to a warmer crowd than it's not say, cold calling. Yeah, it, it's cold. It is cold calling from the official terminology. But, but you're well not trying targeted. to sell. Yeah, yeah. You're, it's targeted cold calling. You're not just That's picking a, names out of a phone book. You're getting names trying to from, sell them a condominium in, in Bermuda or something like that. You're getting names from different organizations that are of a liberty appeal from around the country, correct? Right, and. Um, you know the the you know you're gonna they're gonna call these people they're you know try I I intend you know you you taught me this Ian actually <laughs> is to be extraordinarily respectful of the people's time and if they you know if they can't talk now maybe they can talk later mm-hmm. and that's you know that's my intention is to uh, get them essentially to commit that <laughs> yes I have a few minutes to talk to you. And once they do, you, you talk to them about how things are going, um, you know, for liberty in their town, um, you know, in their state and, and on a federal level for and them. And they'll likely tell you about their frustrations with nothing yep. happening. Make, you know, bring to the, bring present to them the frustrations that they have with liberty here in the United States. And this way you can find out, is this person a prospect or not? Because if they understand what the term liberty means, if they, um, you know, they they speak to you about frustrations that that make sense. If if you find you have a socialist on the phone, you can you know excuse yourself and and move on. But I want to find out what you know if these people actually do have frustrations surrounding liberty. So once you bring present to them the, the frustrations in the the gentlest way possible, you kind of say so. Have you been trying to do anything about it? I mean, have you had any success? Uh, you know, what, what's working for you? Anything like that? And usually, um, the uh, you know, so far the answer's been, well, you know, not much, going to the Libertarian Party, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, you know, I would have the people, I, I share with them what it was like for me living in Sarasota, Florida, and how I just essentially saw no hope for the ideas of liberty. And... Uh, you know, then I found the Free State Project and explained to them what the Free State Project is. Asked them if they heard about it. Um, then explained to you know, explained to them what it is. In case even if they have heard about it, they probably don't know what, precisely what it is. Yeah. Um, and you know, you uh, you explain to to them the whole concept of moving twenty thousand liberty loving individuals to one small state, them having their um you know th- their effect on the government in that manner, and um. Ask them, does this sound like something that you'd be interested in doing? I mean, if you if we if 20,000 liberty loving individuals committed to move to one state and to bring that state to, you know, forward into the ideas of liberty, would that be something that you think you could commit um, yourself to? And if they say yes, they're a signer. Often that's it, right? Like that's that's it. And then, um, you know, you, you get them excited about the idea of it and. After they've signed up, you ask them, hey, would you like to sponsor somebody for $35 to do what you've done? Mm-hmm. Once uh, once we hit 20000 the the trigger you know, falls and uh, people are you know, going to be going to be moving. I'm, I'm not under the impression 
that everybody who signs up on my call uh, calling program is going to move. I'm also not under the impression that everybody who's signed up for the Free State Project up to this point is going to move. I don't think so either. I'm not under the impression that we need 20,000 people to make liberty happen here in New Hampshire. A few thousand would be tremendous. Right. Right now there are... But that, hitting that number is a powerful psychological... Right. Hitting the number media is going to say, right, to say to the media organizations that have called us dead. And Michael Medved, I have heard him say the Free State Project is dead. It is over. It's uh, only halfway there and it's not on time. Well, this was this was quite <laughs> some time ago. Okay. And it really, the, the, the signups dwindled at 5,000. This yeah. project probably should have been kicked into gear two or three or four years ago. Um, but, you know. I know, yeah, I know some people, I've seen people complaining on forums that. You know, there was a deadline and we didn't make it. And yeah, 2006. You know, why are we still going? And yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's a legitimate gripe. It absolutely is. None of these things really matter because, of my opinion, the Free State Project is a success. The 800 people who you know, there's 800. I've never seen activism like this in my life. Yeah. Eight, the 800 people that have moved already, um, that you know, there's there probably more than 800 that have moved, but 800 have have uh, claimed that they've moved. Uh, they they are making things happen in this state. So. As far as I'm concerned, if another 800 move just because the 20,000 number was hit, I think we're home free. But I'd love to see I'd love to see 8,000 move. It yeah. does, it, um, as far as I'm concerned, the 20,000 number is really a hindrance and a stumbling block uh, for the so free state project. So it needs to get done. It needs yeah. to get taken care of. And um, you know the you know the, what's the difference between somebody going on a website and saying that they would uh, be willing to move as to you know saying on the telephone that they're willing to move as far as i'm concerned you've got their assent either way on the telephone we do send an email we essentially sign them up for the free state project on the website and then they they send an email validation to that person and we explain to them they're going to have to validate through their email mm-hmm. and um so you actually go through the process of signing them up on, over the phone and then they not get the email exactly but um i actually i forward i uh we Jason's Jason's software is going to sign them up on the the Free State Project's website. It's going to fill it in with us, you know. Uh, so you're putting the info the into Jason's software, it. and then it takes it to the. Free I State have Project my site. list uh, in an Excel format, mm-hmm. um, in comma delineated format, and that is going to then be you know put into Jason's software. <laughs> Real quick, and then that software, once you click the little button, is going to take that comma delineated um, information, fill it into the Free State Project website, and send out the email. So you're not verifying My their early, info. What? You're not verifying their info. You're just using the info you already have. I um I do rattle off. I, I it, the, my script includes a lot of their information, but I think it's probably a good good idea to to, to verify it. I didn't on the first two that I did. I though. see. Um, but on the first two, I actually took the information, just uh, copied and pasted and sent it to the Free State Project, and they probably have uh, taken care of it by now. But it wasn't immediate, and it needs to be immediate. Yeah. Um, even, even, even. Yeah, the so. next time they check their email, they need to have that email in their inbox. Yeah, it needs to. It needs to be right there because if it's three days old, then they're less likely to click yes. And that's really what the purpose of this project is: is to make that, uh, you know, make the counter go well, click. Will you have a follow-up uh, call? Like, if if you will you track the people that say yes? Uh, you'll send the uh, you'll send in the info to the Free State Project. They'll send the email out to them, and then you know, ten days later, if you haven't seen them clicking yes on the email, will you be able to follow up with them and say, "Hey, this is Mark yes. from the Free State Now program. Uh, we were wondering, did you receive the email now. that we uh, that we sent to you?" Yes, uh, that that will happen. Also, Jason Osborne um, has a a wider vision of uh, you know talking to these people about Pork Fest, you know, sending them a. Basically a robocall saying, hey, Free State Project's having a 
the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Come on out, give them the information. Uh, Liberty Forum, you know, talk to them about uh, freedom events, stuff like that. So I think that that I think that's a great idea. It's not part of the Free State Now dot com mm-hmm. uh, program, but and this isn't part of the Free State Project either, right? No, no. Make that clear. Yeah, it, separate. It, it needs to be made clear. Uh, simply because you know, uh, the Free State Project, it, it couldn't sort of. People in the Free State Project condone my, um, what I am doing. However, it is not uh, affiliated with the Free State Project in that fashion. So it is a separate entity. The Free State Project, uh, I think, is not-for-profit or something like that. Anyway, it is, uh, it's is—it's not affiliated, and it doesn't matter whether it's not-for-profit or not. So um, I guess the, uh, the commitment that I'm making is if you donate $35, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do, whether I have to – I have a list, and – uh, you know these these early donations. I'll sit at home and I'll make those telephone calls myself, even if I can't get this project off the ground. And there's you know there's still some bugs to work out in it. Um, it looks like it looks to me. I believe I wouldn't be trotting this out now if I didn't believe it. I believe everything is going to happen as I say it's going to happen. But um, you know it may not. Maybe, maybe for whatever. Maybe Jason Osborne gets hit by a meteorite tomorrow, and then I'm really screwed. Mm, yeah. Um, and you don't so, have your phone system. Yet. Right. Then I don't have my phone phone system. However, I will make this commitment to you, the listener, that if you donate thirty five dollars, and there's actually three um, options there: thirty five, one hundred and five, or uh, three hundred and fifty. So you can you can sponsor one person, three people, or ten people. If you sponsor um, somebody, whether it's one, three, or ten. I will make the phone calls that get that person to sign up. I will make that happen. And um, actually, I'll do it in short order. So, you know, within two months of you making the donation, I'll I'll make it happen. Because I do have the list and I can make it happen. Well, I've given 500, so uh, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I've uh, I've made some calls. I've already got two yeah. of yours, man. There you go. <laughs> I think I'll donate to this. Yeah, it, uh, it, it might just be one because I still don't have income, but I'll <laughs> donate something. Well, if everybody, uh, I mean, if everybody who is a, a current member of the Free State Project it. could find somebody right now, we'd have our twenty thousand. Sure. But because most people don't have the ability to put that kind of effort into recruiting friends or family or it's whatever. It's not happening. Right. It's, yeah. You know, whatever the reason is, uh, you know, whatever your reason is that uh, you know you haven't managed to you know get somebody. It's not happening. There are the outstanding the recruiters, is, and then there are everyone else. If everybody in the Free State Project currently gave me $35, I'm going to get the, I'm going to get yeah. us up to 20000 Bang, the numbers uh, kicked into gear. It, it really looks like with five people, I think they can pull down two yeses in, a, uh, in an hour, and that's 55 weeks. If I brought on a sixth person, you're talking less than a year. A lot less than a year, like 40 weeks. So you're so saying many, by, you're saying by next you, pork fest, this could be done. I, it, I do it you mind be. me asking, like, how many numbers do you have to call? How many people do you have to call, like, in your prospects? List? Prospects, yeah. Oh, on on a list? Yeah. Well, I mean, a list lists are available for money. Okay. The list I have isn't that long, but part it of the reason why it's so expensive to do this, right? I mean, you've got lists pay for are expensive. Uh, they're expensive. This telephony um, Very, you know, software course, is expensive. Lists. Targeted lists is what you're getting too. Yep. So. And and uh, libertarians, libertarians tend to be a um, you know close to the fest with their with their information so a lot of the information is bad so the (laughs) so um you know they'll they'll put in fake numbers so that's an issue secondly the people that run libertarian organizations are usually libertarians so they tend to be close to the vest with other people's information because they have the same sort of sensibilities so um you know you (laughs) that makes that means fewer lists 
supply low, demand high, the cost is high. And that's the way that goes. Um, these lists are not cheap, but the, the cost of the lists pales in comparison to the cost of the telephony um, uh, you know, program, which pales in comparison to what my payroll is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, my intention is to compensate, these, uh, compensate my callers. I intend to groom um, and then field superstars in the area of um, you know, telemarketing, this, this liberty telemarketing. And, and I, they'll be paid uh, based on a, a base plus commission. Base, right? base plus, um, you know, per person they manage to uh, to get to say yes. And then there'll be a recording of the people saying yes. So there'll be a validation of that. So you make sure that they're not scamming. actually. I don't have to do the validation because we changed the way things are going. I am not going to be doing a validation because the email is going to be sent to the individual. Mm-hmm. And so the individual will have to click on it to say that um, you know that worked or whatever. That'll and be the they're not choosing. And yeah. they're not choosing who they call. It's the you get the list. So it's not like they can just set up some scam where their buddies right. are filling out these. I've got the list. I've got the email address. Um, you know they can't just set up fake emails and, and right. do it as if somebody couldn't do that already. I mean, <laughs> the Free State Project. Uh, now that they've got the new website out, uh, their their email their email validating again. But for months, uh, you know, previous to the new website being trotted out, they weren't email validating. So uh, you know, it, it, the email validation wasn't going on. It's not like these things were being checked previously. My program has more thorough checking than the, the many of the signers of the Free State Project got. I don't believe I've email validated when I signed up, but I'm here. Mm-hmm. So it's email validation. Email validation does not indicate whether or not somebody is going to move, and that's really the long and the short of the uh, of the of the purpose of the Free State Project. It's not to get people to sign up on a dumb list on the internet. It's to get their butts here to New Hampshire. Right. Anybody can sign a petition. It's to pick up your life and move. And as far as I'm concerned, my pro- calling project is really a um an a, a, a media a, a, a new sort of media outreach to people who may never have heard of the Free State Project, or if they have, you know, didn't for whatever reason sign up. And so it's to bring it front and center to them um, and to explain why and how this is going to work better than whatever it is you've been doing. Mm. And if you don't, if you can't Even move, better than Free Talk Live. <laughs> it, it, uh, what? It, it works? The Free State Project? Your work? calling program will be better than Free Talk Live. As far as uh, recruiting. recruiting. Yeah, yeah, sure. Of course it is. I mean, Free Talk Live is a um, is a push medium as, a, as opposed to this, which would be a pull medium. Mm-hmm. Um I was left off the track there for a second, but even if the person is, say, they're in Silicon Valley and they've got a job, you know, doing computer stuff, making 120 k a year, their their wife has a, you know, a corresponding job, they just can't pick up and move to to New Hampshire for whatever reason it is that they feel they can't pick up and move, no problem. You believe in the Free State Project, what I've said has been motivating to you, you think it'll work? Donate $35 and I'll find the next person I call. I bet you I can get them to say yes. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, the the purpose of it is to get us to 20,000 as quickly as we can. There's no reason that the Free State Project should be saddled with this, as far as I'm concerned, failure of a counter. Uh, what we should be concentrating on is getting people to move to New Hampshire, not to be signing up on a list. And I want that taken care of as quickly as possible. So what do you need to, to make this move? For? I mean, you're you're ready to go with this. You've already done an alpha calling. You've tested yep. that out. You've started to you've got a script. Uh, what about the people? What about the people? You say you want people that are in New Hampshire. Do you already have your eye on particular I'm people? I'm pretty to, to good with callers, this? but if uh, but if somebody's if somebody wants to, to give me their information about being involved in the calling program, I'm certainly um, you know looking for that. I've got some uh, I've got some resumes. I've got some people lined up. I'm, Sales experience preferred. 
you know, I don't think that's I, I am not of the opinion that that uh, that uh, experienced salespeople are necessarily good salespeople. Um, mm. I'm of the opinion that people people are selling themselves every single day. You can sell what you believe in. Anybody can sell what they believe in. Uh, people that passion claim, preferred. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you, here's what the necessity is, is you need to believe in the free state project is is the the best opportunity for liberty in our lifetime. And you need to be here in New Hampshire. I, I I prefer that. That's as uh, I wouldn't do it any other way. I I think that I think if They're somebody the only ones that can tell stories about being involved in things and and being here. I on think the you've got yeah. I'll say, I think someone that they're just going to be more passionate because they are here experiencing it and being here really is what really sells it. They're the ones who can feel Visiting, the questions. Living here for a little while, then the people are sold. They're going to have questions. The people so, you're calling are going to mm-hmm. have questions about what it's like, and only somebody who's who's here will be able to answer that. Oh, I don't think that um, necessarily being here means that you're plugged into every bit of activism. No, but uh, more so than anyone else uh, maybe I, I have one person in particular that i think is going to be good that isn't necessarily entirely moved at this point and um i think that they're so good and so well known that their name is so well known in the liberty movement that it's uh, it's mm. worth having them so um you i know. could see that yeah someone yeah. who's like make, get, she, making she plans to power. move making plans to move hasn't moved yet but maybe has been coming and visiting and all and that. it's a she. I like that. I don't even know who you're talking about. I it's always like it. better if it's a she. I, I mean, that's <laughs> if it's a female voice. That's like calling one yeah. mostly right likely there. a male list. Mostly, probably it's going to be mostly names. a male list. And women listen to women. Men listen to women. Uh, women are you know going to be great voices uh, for this particular um, issue. Um, so you know that's that's so the idea in a nutshell. Freestatenow.com. I also think I need uh, better verbiage on the website. Please don't write me and tell me that my website needs this flashing gadget doohickey because I'm not going to put it on there. This isn't a project about building websites. This is a project about getting people to sign up. Mm-hmm. And the web the web purpose of the web purpose of the website is to get people to give me money. Um, if, if you have ideas of things I can do the website, I understand it's very plain. Uh, you, you're more than welcome to give me some ideas on verbiage. Um, I, I'd prefer actual verbiage that I can cut and paste as opposed to, here's an I general idea of what I think is a good idea. Um, I need Indians, not chiefs. Chiefs, I got. So freestatenow.com is where people can go, and they can use the buttons right there at yep. the top of the page to uh, to sponsor one, three, or ten movers. And you have my guarantee that if you make this if you make the donation your money isn't just going to get spent or languish or whatever you're going to get what you pay for and what you're paying for is $35 to make the counter go click currently what people have what the free state project has been paying with the donations that they've managed to solicit and they've gotten a lot of donations um, with the amount of donations they've had up to this point I could have run that counter um, over to 20,000 twice yep. um, I, I don't know that actually but I'm, I know that they've got a lot of donations um, if you know they were getting a hundred hundred dollars for their money, now it's going to be thirty five. I guarantee I'll make it go click. Great. Anything else I'm you want to share? Donate. I'll donate one. Thanks. And I think you know, and we'll encourage other people to at least you know sponsor one person at least. Yeah, I'm thinking about yeah, making thirty five bucks is not a huge deal. I've been uh, thinking about putting re- reoccurring uh, things on there, and you know, once I get those up, I can we can update the um, this. You know, it. I, I'm not great with websites. I'm I'm not great with anything, but getting on the phone and and you know, convincing people. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm a sales guy by nature. I'm not. I'm not so, so when technical. is this planning on? on I mean, when's the uh, the official get go of this? 
It's testing right now. The software is getting put together. What can people expect? When can they expect to hear results? I think it's going to be two weeks. Um, you know, Jason's working on it. He's mm-hmm. he's been able to to dedicate a lot more time. He, there was there were things going on with his business. Will you be counting? Will you be actually reporting back like uh, how many Free State Now has gotten this week, or how many Free State Now has gotten in, I can do that. in a month's time? To, because. Like you're, I think you told me this off the air that uh, the success that this program you expect it to have will hopefully inspire other people to say, hmm, that thing's actually working. Maybe maybe right now they're skeptical and saying, oh, yeah, right, I'm going to get these signers of telemarketing, oh, God. Uh, maybe they're thinking those things. Yeah, sure. Uh, telemarketing then, sucks. I mean, it's, right. you know, you're sitting down at dinner and this, this, somebody calls up and wants you to get a credit card. But uh, no. then you uh, you start bringing numbers in, you start bringing real signers into the Free State Project, and you prove your you know your proof of concept right. basically. Well, and, I don't I don't understand exactly what people are th- would be thinking as far as telemarketing not working. That companies don't do telemarketing because it w- doesn't work. They do telemarketing because it does work. And this just is normally going it's crappy to work. products you don't want. Right. You're calling people that presumably will want this product. Well, that's just it. I mean, it works for those crappy products. This is actually a good product that people yeah. that the people that are that are being targeted for it actually will, should want. Right. So and their time is going to be respected, yeah. like you said. You're going to call, and if it's a good time, you're going to ask them if it's a good time to mm-hmm. talk. And if it's not, you'll call them back another time whenever it's good for them. Right. Yep. And uh, the, the computer's program will allow you to put a tickler on at a good t- at a time that's uh, you know convenient to call them and um, ba- basically the um, the computer will so the person will be um, you know on the phone the caller will be on the phone um, say say that they have to call back at 7:30 they'll be on the phone at 7:30 the the next phone call that should come through because the computer will make it happen is that person that they were supposed to talk to mm-hmm. at 7:30 mm. so. You know, it's going to automatically slick. call them. Yeah, it's slick and it ain't cheap. So, right. you know, that's that's what the money that's where the money's going. And the money is cheap compared to what it's uh, what it's been up to this point. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, anything else you want to cover tonight on the extended edition of the program? Nope. Free Talk Please. Live is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. In case you haven't been asked for enough money here, uh, don't forget the <laughs> Free Talk Live AMP program. It's only 3 bucks a month, and that helps us get this program onto more radio stations around the country and bring more Internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And it makes a difference for us. It really does. It helps us go to things like the Talkers Convention that I just came back to, which was tremendously uh, good exposure for Free Talk Live. We do advertising in Talkers. We do advertising on Google. We uh, we get the word out. And it's because of our Free Talk Live amplifiers is why we're on 68 radio stations across the country. A voluntarist true free market, pro-freedom, pro-liberty radio show in 68 radio stations around the country. Who would have thought that'd be possible five years ago? They would have said it was. They would have said it was completely impossible. And um, you know, donating to FreeStateNow.com is something is an entirely different sort of donation than donating to the AMP program. The AMP program is to spread the ideas of liberty. And as far as I'm concerned, there's just there's there's no more efficient way than the AMP program to do that. Um, whereas the Free I State, I've seen it. I, I just can't imagine. You know, you can donate to Cato, and it's a great organization. You can donate to eh. you know, wh- whatever, whatever. You can pick your organization. They're they're all doing great stuff, but nothing is going to go as far as your money with free talk uh, with free talk live because we're there talking to the common man in ways that they can understand about the ideas of liberty. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you're talking about these academic organizations that put out papers on why liberty works, they're lobbying hey, politicians and you know those folks. It's eh. it's useful, no doubt, but does it have the mileage that Free Talk Live does? I, it doesn't seem like it to me. Bang for the buck. <laughs> Many of these organizations operate, you know, their oper- monthly operating budgets are something like fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars a month. 
Free Talk Live, our AMP programs at five, less than four. five. It's like yeah. four or five. Four, it's, uh, dwindling. it's dwindled from it's down from five. Eight. Yeah. So, so thank you in advance. If you are if you are a Free Talk Live amplifier, thank you. If you have been an amplifier but you had to quit for you know financial reasons, thank you. I mean, even if you've ever only given a few bucks, uh, it made it makes a difference. And if you are yet to be a Free Talk Live amplifier, if you can afford it, if you've got the three bucks a month, you can quit a you know cut back on one cup of coffee or cut back on a, a you know a pastry or something like that. Three bucks isn't a whole lot. The Go, three bucks the three bucks a month isn't what <laughs> it's uh, it's your lifestyle that's causing it, making you uh, so that you. Don't don't have money it's not the three dollars a month amp.freetalklive.com you can get on with uh, any major credit card paypal or some alternative options you get perks please go to amp.freetalklive.com and also don't forget to head over to anarchyinyourhead.com to uh, see dale's comics and he's got stuff you can buy there too with his original artwork uh on it and i don't know just post a new design uh, oh, really? rec- uh recursive secession for the win or ftw recursive <laughs> secession ftw I haven't seen it yet, so I'll have to take a look. Yeah, actually, well, your post reminded me that I wanted to do that design, and I went ahead and banged it out, so... People should go over there and take a look at that. And uh, there's also you can vote for Dale every single day at vote.anarchyinyourhead.com. So a great way to help him out uh, as well. And you get uh, you get the profits from the sale of those items, so that's, uh, that's a good way to yeah. help Dale out. All right, we're out of time. We, well, we can always make more if we wanted to, but nobody's calling in. So we're done with the extended internet-only edition of the program. We'll return you to your regularly scheduled programs. Getting a mortgage without a down payment or just refinancing your home can be tough right now. But if you've served in the U.S. Armed Forces, Reserves, or National Guard, it doesn't have to be. I'm Tim Lewis of iFreedom Direct. After serving in Operation Iraqi Freedom, I now help other vets get their financial needs met. Our team of professionals understands the special benefits under the law for veterans. We have over 20 years of VA home mortgage experience, including refis to VA loans at lower rates. On your feet! If you're a veteran in need of a mortgage or interested in a refi for cash out or lower payments, call 888-900-VA-LOAN now. Or go online to varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. Or call 800-900-VA-LOAN. varadio.com.